Hey guys, Jimmy Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently, and it, the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that, but what they also do is make great apparel. Uh, it's made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody. Pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips, joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time. If my body allows me to. But, you know, I tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse and let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish-looking guy, but his golf game is on point. Literally, they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG, grip it and wear it. You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like I want to, I want to get a pair myself. Like I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to Be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're, they're twenty five bucks, and uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen, that's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I love Babbel. I, I feel like I'm a guy. I like playing games. I'm a game guy, so I like that you can play little language games, and it, it, it's, it makes learning fun, and that's what I need because I'm a monkey. So uh, studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash pardo. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash pardo, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash P-A-R-D-O. Rules and restrictions apply. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? 
Who is Jimmy Pardo? Guess again. Here he is. And I do the horns. You're the one yelling, Jimmy. Yeehaw! Let's have some maple syrup. Oh, man. See? I know what I'm doing, and I know how to catch it. tape it's the fastest hour in podcasting this is never not funny now here's your host jimmy pardo hello everybody indeed yes welcome to the program episode 2805 of the award-winning podcast never not funny we welcome all all are welcome in these doors that we don't turn many people away uh well i mean from the time we've had to shake the tree loose a little bit and get rid of some dead weight or being pricks but uh otherwise we uh, we allow everybody to come in here and we chit chat away and we uh, uh we talk about our that's what we do on this program we talk about our day as i turn into ari melbourne that's what we do here on the beat right we uh, we we cover the facts i don't know what the other shows are doing we cover the facts um we don't do that here we we are in fact you could i can tell you this we're fact free we don't uh, not a lot of facts here we're just uh, four dudes running our mouths hoping we land somewhere uh, hoping that there's some cushion to land safely on. We are fact-free, but we have stopped using Olestra because we found that our listeners did not enjoy the experience. Um, what does Olestra do? What is that? Is that for uh, ED? That was Olestra was that shit that they put in Lay's. <laughs> oh yes, to try to like make them uh, low fat, but it was just like a friggin' colon explosion disaster every time you yeah. ate it. Oh boy, oh boy! I remember my first time having those. It was I and it was a, a poker night. And I remember just going, what's wrong? And then it turns out like uh, the chips on the table, the poker table were a Lestra chips. Mm. So everybody had the issue. So like poker didn't last very long that night. Like, oh, no, a little something too. And then then we all kind of like, oh, that's what it is. And then scattered to our uh, our homes. So, okay, I was going to say, so it wasn't a situation where everybody was going to the bathroom at Mike Siegel's house in a row or something. Um. You know what? Maybe, maybe some. Well, you know me. That's it's gonna it's gonna be something's really got to be breaking bad in order for me to use a uh, another person's home bathroom for that uh, mm-hmm. uh, scenario. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I maybe somebody did or whatever. But uh, no, I got in my uh, boy. I would imagine at the time it was my Chevy Cavalier, huh? and uh, and drove back to my. Uh, maybe it wasn't the Cavalier. Maybe it was the, maybe I had the Sunfire by then. But the point is, I drove home. Mm-hmm. Pontiac. Mm-hmm. Made the sun fire. Pontiac no longer in business. Chevy going strong. Mm. Yeah, you have American to imagine the uh, GM will bring that brand back at some point because there's Pontiac. a fair amount of nostalgia for mm-hmm. it. Uh, I 100% agree with you. I think if they brought it back, uh, I, I know one Jimmy Pardo. He, by the way, it could be the, the the car that I have, the Bolt. If that said Pontiac, I would be more excited about it because <laughs> yeah. of my that a cool uh, logo. nostalgia for it. The logo it was, was much the coolest cooler. logo. Yeah, right. Like GM that Arrowhead. GM's the worst logo. It's a nothing. It's so boring. Although, I'm wondering, because Pontiac, is is Pontiac not, like, based on a Native American tribe's name or something? True. Maybe that would prevent that's us true. from, uh, yeah. from having that again. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, right is there, it that, or is it because they're in Pontiac, Michigan? Is that... Well, but, well, that's why it was named that. But I'm just saying that it might... But I think the, the name Pontiac, the city, is named after a tribe, right? Uh, um, I believe I so, but that said, if you're correct. if you're based in Pontiac, Michigan, yeah, uh, what, are, 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 is that how far that's going to go? Where you, you got to change the name of the city now? I mean, yeah, who knows? Well, how, I mean, far, how gonna... deep does it go with the engine? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. Comedy show, comedy show. 
I, all I know is they build excitement, and uh, that's what I'm looking for in a car, yeah. excitement. Um, well, they certainly gave, it, uh, gave me some excitement. I had, of course, two Firebirds, then a Fiero, and then a Sunfire. So I had... Uh, you had two um, Firebirds. I did. I had a 67 and a 72, and then I got the Fiero. And then, um, and then from the Fiero went to the uh, couple of Chrysler LeBaron convertibles, and then to the Cavalier, then to the Sunfire, then to a run of Jetta and Volkswagen products, and then to the the Volt, and now to the Bolt. I did not know. Oh, wait, you had wait, a there was an Infinity in there at Don't some point. The I had an Infinity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you had the VW you mentioned already. I did mention the VW. I had a little string of a couple of Jettas, and then I had the uh, the CC. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was just uh, C.C. Pleasant's giving me piggyback rides around Hollywood, <laughs> and uh, and then from the from there I went to the Infinity, and that was uh, that that's that's honestly of all the cars I've had, I've had a lot of cars in my lifetime. I just mm-hmm. uh, listed them off. Uh, the Infinity was the biggest mistake because it was uh, a gas guzzler, uh, and um, but I always had dreamed. I always dreamed if I got the money, I would get an Infinity. That was my dream car. Oh. I landed that job at Conan. I was like, I can finally do it. I can finally get the Infinity. And uh, within weeks of me commuting from my house to Burbank, I was like, this is a fucking mistake. <laughs> and then uh, I corrected it with getting the, uh, the Volt, V-O-L-T. No, the E-Golf. I, I First you got the E-Golf. Oh, you're, what? you know That's what? Right. you're right. The E-Golf came after that. I went back to the Volkswagen world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. The E-Golf. And then, oh, and then wait, actually, there was the Prius in there for a little bit, too. I had the oh, Prius. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then Danielle. And then I refused to drive that because I hate, I've never hated a car more than my Prius. <laughs> uh, Danielle loved it. So she had that and I drove the E-Golf. And then. Right. Here come the yellows. Speaking of uh, <laughs> GM, I, I, there's a, there's a bike path that goes uh, fr- through Burbank and into North Hollywood and. Uh, I ride a lot uh, all the time and there's this one building I may have mentioned this on the show before I can't remember there's this one building that's gated and there's a big wall and it's very mysterious it's like what is that what are they hiding back there like it seems very much like a uh, like something secret is happening so I looked it up I did some internet sleuthing and uh, by sleuthing, I mean, I looked on Google Maps and it was clearly marked as what it was (laughs) Uh, and it's a um, it's a GM design studio. Oh, cool. And, oh, boy. And it has been apparently for decades, this this location. they, You know, it's the place where they make all the concept cars. They draw the things and then they make a concept. So anyway, I was joking with my friends because one of my friends lives near there um, that we should start picketing outside uh, to get them to make an all-electric Fiero, which I think would oh. be amazing. <laughs> like, I think oh, that would be boy. so cool. That would be cool. Yeah. I would, I would get on the waiting list today for that. <laughs> that would be, although it's, it's, it, it's impractical. It's a two seater. So yeah, but there are uh, plenty of cars that, that like that. All My that, Fiat is like that. All that means is it's going to get even better range because it's so small. Yeah. And I have three people in this house. Oh, uh, so is there, you couldn't have it. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's impractical for, for okay. me. Sure. Sure. Jimmy Pardo. Well, maybe uh, maybe we could squeeze a, a second row, back, <laughs> or, a, a back seat um, there. Or they could follow Ford's Ford's lead and and make it a giant SUV like they made the Mustang Mach-E. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Just like right in the gut. Just right in the gut. I didn't know how to react other than that. I didn't know what to do with that information. I, did, I apologize that you had to get hurt in that, Elliot. I just didn't know what to do. I've, I've got calluses. Um, 
Matt, <laughs> you were you were you're talking about how you know you simply just did a Google search and you found out what this was. Mm-hmm. Imagine 25 years ago yeah. trying to get that same piece of information. Yeah, impossible. It I was talking about almost that impossible. Uh, with our, I was texting with our friend Kyle Ryan yesterday about that very subject because he happened to be in Atwater Village. Uh, he realized that this coffee place that he likes in Atwater Village is across the street from the Beastie Boys. Uh, used to have a studio in Atwater Village where they recorded uh, Check Your Head and Ill Communication and I think Hello Nasty. Um, and it's now just apartments. Or I don't know what it is now. But mm. um, but I was saying like, oh, yeah, you know, I moved here in 96. If the Internet was what it is now in 96, I would have uh. gone. That would have been the first place I would have gone. But back then, it never <laughs> even occurred to me, oh, I should go check out G-Sun Studios because I'm like, I don't know how the fuck to find G-Sun Studios. <laughs> right. I probably could have. Maybe I could have just looked in the yellow pages or something because that. They oh, were yes, of course you could have. Weird Might like have. that. But it's I, a business. It just never. I never was like. Uh, I got to go find that place. Like I just, it didn't seem possible that I would be able to track it down. You're not as big of a fan as you say you were. I mean, I, maybe that's, that's really like what's happening here. That's what like, we're learning here. I wasn't dedicated. We are learning his uh, true fandom. There's what no I, question about it. What I told Kyle is instead what I did was I went to their, they had a, um, a retail store. They had a, a, a clothing brand called Extra Large and there was a retail store in Los Feliz that I went to and I got a t-shirt. So that's what I did. <laughs> well, you did it. You, you know what? You got, you moved here. You got the shirt you were looking for. Yeah. Uh, you got closer to the double B's and you feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that's fun when you look at the um, uh, the album covers, you know, and the liner notes of classic, you know, uh, uh, in my case, Chicago sticks, R.O.S.B. wagon, and uh, all those sticks was mostly in the in the Chicagoland area. But uh, you know, you know those bands, seventies and eighties bands, mm-hmm. and you look and it'll say recorded at the. Uh, I'll make something up. I know the record plant is something, but I'm not sure where it was located. Recorded at the record plant, North Hollywood, California. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes with the address, and you're like. That I live right there. That, that was one foot from my house. I would have seen Robert Plant every single day <laughs> yeah. pulling in there. And, yeah. you know, it was at a time, too, where there weren't big gates and stuff. People parked and they walked in. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, so it's interesting that, like, these people that we put up on these pedestals would just park their car yep. and walk into a building like we do. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Tony, I was watching video music videos and, and, uh, you, you gave us a very, uh, a, 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 uh, gave us the indication you were bailing on that. I, I have since, but before I bailed on it, I was watching, I think it was, I, see. I think it was Whitney Houston and Tony Thaxon, I think was watching too. And he was like, by the way, I'm 99% sure. I just did a, a session in this exact, studio where they're filming this thing oh wow yeah and he was like i can tell you what that is and i forget the name of it now but that's yeah it was just there's there was only like five places you know there's just like the places that everybody recorded everything and some yeah, of them had a, tons of little rooms you know you could probably have people recording you know there's all those stories about how like oh my god michael jackson was next door when we recorded this well you even heard that uh, richard marks uh, on the show where he yeah. talked about he was in a studio and yes. barbara streisand walks in and says who's richard <laughs> yeah, exactly and, i mean that's craziness that's yes. crazy to me you know a music fan somebody else might not give a shit at all but i think it's craziness that you could be recording and there's a, this legend in the room next to you <laughs> especially now when you know any one of us could probably just build a studio in our house that's the technological equivalent of what they had back then <laughs> right uh, i mean it wouldn't be the same technology but it, we would be able to produce the same sounds that they did but it, you couldn't do that then like it, it was like crazy when somebody had a home studio in the 80s because it was 
hundreds of thousands of dollars to do that. Well, I remember it was a big deal when Ace Fraley of Kiss built like built a recording studio in his basement. Yeah. And it just seemed it seemed so like, oh, he's got like a lair. You know, they got a lair down there. They're going into the yeah. uh, they're like going into a the bowling basement alley. to record. Yeah. But you still hear about people still go to recording studios and I don't understand really why anymore. Like why do you spend the money? I would say the vibe, probably, probably the well, vibe it's of not it. Ju- it's not just that. I mean, I've I have recorded some things in recording studios for the band that I had, and so there's certain I have a little bit of experience with this. Um, like having a separate room for each. Per- like we did one. Jimmy is giving me that face. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like I was trying to just move on from it. Jimmy well, I, couldn't help it. Here's the thing. It, 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 so, yes, you can record in your in your home studio or whatever. But, like, I've been to one place where they had six different little rooms. And you could, every instrumentalist could be in a different right. little room. Yeah. So that we could all play as loud, sing as loud as you wanted or whatever. Yeah. And, and it would be isolated that way. And then, have you seen some of these big boards? You've seen it in the music videos, whatever. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. I, I never understand what they're, what all those knobs do. Like, it's crazy to me that you would need that. It's... It, it depends on with effects and with drums, you know, you have like 12 microphones if you're properly miking drums, yeah. like if you're really doing it right. But f- over the years, the thing that I've learned, because I recorded, I, I was trying to find it. There's one recording studio that used to be on Venice that we recorded in that was a famous recording studio, but then some other guy bought it, mm-hmm. but it was the same sort of structure and everything. And by the way, that guy did some, played some games with the way he recorded things so we could own, like the tapes wouldn't work on anybody else's machines. But anyway, um, yeah, he had he did a 12 track recording on a 16 track machine somehow. I don't know how that worked, but we we took it somewhere else. And they said, well, we can't really get your tracks because of the way he did this. But anyway, um, it's the it's the engineers are really the the key. So if you get a good engineer, you could be in any studio pretty much. Right, right, right. right. Then sometimes a good engineer will get promoted up to a producer. That will happen Mm -hmm. from time to time. Mike Ellison is an example of that. If again, in my world, he uh, became a big uh, Big deal with Journey and some other uh, yeah. some other folks. Um, and there's the well, rap, rap producer Prince Paul. I've been listening to a podcast with Prince Paul talking about he he most famously produced the first two and a half De La Soul albums, but he worked with a lot of different people. And he st- he went to engineering school and then oh wow uh, he had been a DJ and then he went to engineering school. So he like knew everything. And so he, a lot of the stuff that he made, he just, he like, he bought his mom a house. And then he, at, a, at some point he kind of hit the hard times and had to live in his own mom's house that he bought her. <laughs> like, oh, wow. He had, to, he had to move into the basement of the house he bought his mom. So he was, but he was just producing in his own basement because he knew how to do everything. And he knew, you know, he knew what to, he didn't need an engineer or, a, but then he would take the stuff from the basement to a studio to record the rappers because he was embarrassed to bring rappers to oh. his mom's basement. <laughs> uh, so it was kind of funny. But uh, yeah, I think if you know what you're doing, you could probably get away with it. But a lot of these people rely on the, the pros to, to make it happen. I know if I if I was uh, had a band, I know I would I, just the, hey, we're going into the studio. Uh, it sounds yeah. like it, you're doing something. Yeah. It, it, you, you know, you maybe even feel more energetic about it. Than mm. you, you know, you got that jazz in you. The, again, going back to the vibe of, Hey, we're here. We're doing it, man. As opposed to, hey, let's go over to Don's and uh, lay down some tracks. And then you do it. And you're like, okay, well, we did that. It's the same as rehearsing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you have a band, there's always at least one person in the band who's kind of a little slacky. And if you don't go, if you don't go somewhere that feels official, they won't take it seriously. And so they yeah. are extra slacky. That's true. It is. I think a lot of it probably is psychological, which seems weird. But uh, 
it's only weird because it, some of these studios cost like a thousand dollars an hour to rent. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like you're, you're really spending a thousand dollars an hour for this guy's like brain to work properly. He's good, man. The guy's he's great. Bass yeah. player's great. We got to We got to give him the incentive. Yeah. <laughs> Can't just go down to the basement with the prince. He needs to be uh, out and about. All right. Good. Do you guys watch uh, the Grammy? Speaking of music. You know what? I did not. This is maybe the first. I, I, I was going to say the first year. I, I haven't watched them in years. They've uh, ever since they started. And I know this year was obviously different. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe you can correct me. Once they started doing them at the Staples Center as these big extravagant things, I lost interest. Back mm-hmm. in the 80s, when I watched them, it was fun to watch these bands perform on these smaller stages and stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I don't know. There was something. Again, we, we didn't see. It's, 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 it, we talked about this before. It's the same with game shows from the 70s and 80s. We didn't see celebrities all the time. Yeah. So when you saw them at award shows yeah. or on a game, it, it was exciting. So, True. you know, I, it's it's no longer exciting to get it. You don't get chills when you see Taylor Swift show up right. like you did, you know, back in the day where, oh, my fuck, Madonna's there because you didn't see Madonna every day. Yeah, it's so true. It's it's a so, really, really good I, point. Uh, so I did not. But I, I, I did see some tweets about it that, that people enjoyed it. Is that the case? Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I don't, I don't know that the uh, the thing that seemed like it would be the obvious thing to do in in the circumstances would be to just have, like you said, a small space and everyone performing. But I think to really drive home the point that they were doing everything above board, they had an outdoor stage in that courtyard across the street from the you know like outside the microsoft um oh so it, it was there it was at the microsoft or the staples yeah, or somewhere it, it was across the street from the stable center so you could see the stable center in the background of the main shot i know exactly uh, what little court you're speaking of yes. yeah um and and they had socially distant tables set up there uh with when it started when the show started it looked like there were 12 people there and i and i think that it wasn't that much more than that, but it looked weird. It, you know, it looked like a, a restaurant, an outdoor restaurant during COVID, basically <laughs> like these tables, <laughs> tables for two that were, you know, 14 feet uh, from everybody else. And, uh, and, but then they, then Trevor Noah did this walk and talk that seemingly might still be happening. Actually, it took, <laughs> it, it took so long. I don't know. Like he literally, I'm not even kidding. He was out of breath by the end of it. It took so long. Wow. But he walked from that stage down a, a really long hall that they built uh, onto what I assume was the Microsoft stage where they kind of built out like a, it was like five, maybe four mini stages in in almost like in a semicircle. And everybody, like they had four different bands re- set up, ready to go. Maybe even five. It was like Black Pumas, Haim, uh, who was over here? Somebody else. Um Da baby, let's say uh, it doesn't matter, but they, they were all like sort of hang. Oh, it was um, it was your guy. It was um, it was Harry Styles. That's and, my guy. Uh, and Harry Styles. It's more, more Garen's. I didn't like the second album as much as Garen. That's Garen's guy. Okay, and then and then Billie Eilish yeah, and, and and Phineas were were one of them too. So they're all just there, and the shot kind of shows them all like on their in their own respective spaces Mm -hmm. and then one of them played and they would cut to the other bands enjoying them because that's the only people there was no crowd in there it was just it was just the bands watching each other perform in what has to be the best metaphor for the circle jerk that is award shows (laughs) (laughs) love it um they're literally in a circle going oh yes i think you're wonderful (laughs) and uh (laughs) but it was i mean it was nice to see them perform in an intimate way in an intimate setting 
and so then you know Harry Styles performed, and then Billie Eilish performed, and then and you see Harry Styles watching Billie Eilish and enjoying it, and then and that's kind of cool. Um, but then they had to go back out, and so back outside, it was every time there was a, a, an award being given away, the nominees would be they, they didn't show this, but the tables would be populated by the nominees and their right. people. And so they were, con- I wish they had showed it. I think it would have made more sense to actually show this happening, but they were basically like shuffling the, the audience on that outdoor space every time they cut away. And kind uh, of a good idea. Yeah. So that then when somebody won something, you would see the other nominees clapping for them and then they would get to go up and, and accept it. Um, so it, it worked, but it felt, it felt unnecessarily complicated, honestly. Like I feel mm. like, like why not just have all of it outside uh, in one mm. place you're outside right. so it's safe have everybody performing and then the stage i don't know it just seemed like it would have been more coherent and uh straightforward to do it that way but well i know that uh david wilde was tweeting out uh, he uh you know he's always involved in the grammys every uh, every year yeah uh i don't know what he does i know he produces and writes i know it, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but he, he seems very hands-on he seems like an important figure over there because you know because his background is like you know he's a journalist but he he's also written a lot of liner notes i always imagine he's the guy that writes the intros to the you know when when trevor Mm -hmm. noah is saying like you know uh they came all the way from australia to rock you tonight let's hear it for acdc like that's yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) that's david wilde writing um you know what uh i'll ask him his kids uh his kid andrew's in the uh, never not funny fantasy baseball league and David comes to all our, if we're ever back at Vitello's or whatever, David yeah. and his uh, beautiful wife, Fran, always uh, come to the show. And I think they drag one of the kids along and they pretend to give a shit. I but, think Andrew uh, is actually a fan of the show. No, he is. I think it's the other son that uh, whose name escapes me at the moment that I think gets dragged to these things. Well, he, he doesn't listen to us, so he means nothing to us. <laughs> I can't even think of his name. Don't care. Don't care about the they other as, he, Andrew might as well be an only child as far as I'm concerned. He is as far as I. Andrew's been uh, up to uh, San Francisco as well. He's uh, seen our shows. Yeah. The, wow. Uh, uh, the, formerly the Eureka, now the, uh, I don't, the Galaxy. The, the yeah. Galaxy. Thank mm. you. Yeah. Um, hey, speaking of shows, um, uh, I did a show on Saturday night called Setflix. Mm. Setflix. Uh, it's a movie uh, a trivia sort of game uh, uh, hosted by a woman named Nikki Urban, and I was the judge. And three, it, uh, very at midnighty, three, they, they throw out these questions, and the three comedians, uh, you know, improvise answers. And um, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I would, I was, you know, I would uh, uh, do my quote unquote Simon Cowell routine and, you know, in, quote, insult maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a fun show. And I'm doing, uh, they, actually, they asked me to do it again next month. Oh, cool. uh, so I'm going to do it again. And um, so uh, check it out. If, you, if any of the uh, listeners are interested in uh, checking that out, that, uh, I know it was uh, it was live on Saturday, but is there a recorded version that people? Can I believe so. I believe at some point there will be. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. Otherwise, just wait until next month and uh, yeah. uh, and see the new one. And uh, speaking of live shows, I have Flappers this weekend, uh, this Friday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Flappers. Uh, and I appreciate uh, anybody that wants to come by and join that uh, because those are always fun. Those are always a good time. And but how do they? A great. T- how what? do they get? How do they do it? How do they get a ticket, Jimmy? Where do they go? Uh, JimmyParta.com will give you all that information. <laughs> so I've, it's flapperscomedy.com. Uh, I, I need the, you know what? I need the traffic. For, okay. uh, <laughs> you want, for my, you want that, you want that sweet click through? You're, you're getting some coin off the click through? Uh, I need, yeah, I need to uh, direct it there. Just, just so I don't feel like I threw money into the wind on a website in 28, <laughs> you know, whatever right. it is uh, these days. But uh, 
Uh, I was going to say, speaking of fun, we had a great time uh, yesterday on the, uh, mm-hmm. the the quarterly bingo day uh, where we uh, invite the people from the third tier of the uh, subscriber base to play bingo. It's always a great time. We play bingo. Whoever wins bingo then plays sevens with one of us. And whoever wins that gets a prize of some sort over as the high score. So if you are in the uh, the primo, the platinum, whatever, we're, uh, the platinum, uh, platinum primo, there are three different levels over there. Actually, more than that. But Four. at the end of the day, there's uh, the, the three uh, and the, oh. the high rollers take advantage of levels four, five, and six. But uh, uh, join us over there. $5, $10, 20 bucks a month. Uh, all different sort of perks that happen over there. Uh, of course, we uh, we are grateful for the people that just listen to us on a weekly basis in the uh, on this free show. But uh, you get video, and then you get the stupid fun like, uh, like Bingo Day by uh, joining the top tier. But even at the $5 a month tier, you get stuff, and it's... Uh, 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 Jimmy, actually, I want to take this. Uh, want to take this moment to remind folks. Some folks have asked this question, so maybe there's people. I'm, who don't. I, I, yes, please. Oh wait, um, let, let me let me just find out if the floor is open for comments. Oh. <laughs> uh, Elliot, is the floor open for comments? Surprisingly, no. Okay, oh, perfect. I guess, I guess you have to perfect. shut up then. <laughs> That's the answer I was hoping for. Uh, can I do it anyway? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> wow, that was uh, uh, committing to the bit, man. Um, so some folks, uh, when when they sign up for the free platinum uh, account, they wonder how they will access the back catalog. And I just want to remind folks, that's what the five dollars. That's the main thing you get at five dollars is you get our entire back catalog. So oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? How many over a thousand? What are we at? Twelve hundred? Fourteen hundred? What are we at? Thirteen hundred or something? Yeah, I don't know. Somewhere around. That. Uh, so that's that's if you wanted to go deep dive, that's the way you do it. Is you go to the five dollars a month and it open up opens up the entire catalog of all the bonus episodes, all of uh, all, all the content that we have. That's how you get access to it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Terrific. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you for opening up the floor for that. And video. That. You get you get the video, all yes, the video right. we've ever done at the five dollar level. So it's that's Ab- pretty great. Absolutely. Absolutely. You get video. You get to look at the sharp, crisp video that uh, uh, Elliot uh, that Zoom provides. That Zoom <laughs> provides. And Elliot uh, works his Impressive. magic to make us all look in the uh, uh, the right spot. Yeah, how's that? Do my best. Send. These two o'clock starts have to stop. I, I just made that decision. Um, it's also a little more uh, pep in my step at eleven o'clock. But you know what? It, we got to keep in mind, and I know everyone makes fun of this, but I genuinely do think that the daylight saving thing screws my oh. my internal i woke up at two in the this morning i, I don't know why it doesn't you know, seem like you, that's something that never happens for you never i think it was i fell as uh, illogically i i was tired earlier than i normally would be maybe i woke up early on sunday but uh y- usually when the when it springs forward it means like when it's 11 it feels like 10 so you don't fall asleep until one or 12 right. but instead i was like exhausted at 10 30 so i went to hmm. bed and then somehow that made me wake up at 2 20 and then I went back to sleep and kept waking up, and it's just. But I just feel like the the, the Monday after time change is always going to be a nightmare. So this is a double nightmare with the two p.m. start way. and and that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I never really have problem with the spring forward. Uh, it, uh, it's the losing the hour that uh, always seems to. Uh, no, we did uh, lose an hour. We jumped we did ahead. Lose an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You may, be, you may be having more trouble with it than you know, dude. <laughs> uh, spring forward, fall back, fall back. Wait, no, fall back. Fall back, you gain an hour. Fall yeah. back, it's, yeah. it's noon and suddenly right. it's 11. For, I guess what I meant to say is that's the one that... Uh, that oh, seems when you have more, you, you get more sleep time, it ruins I you? I guess so. That's the one that uh, seems to make me sleepy for three or four days. This one, uh, huh. 
I don't know. Maybe it's all the cocaine I used to do in the past where this one never affected me and I don't do yeah. blow anymore. So you used to celebrate the time change with cocaine. Oh, you of course. Right. You stay up till two in the morning and you watch the clock change with a couple of toots. <laughs> Why not? Right. One fifty nine three. Like fucking great, man. It's <laughs> the best. And then you're wired. Right. Go out for a nice uh, early morning stroll at four in the morning. See how this fucking city lives. I time traveled. I, There's not a single premise you can't fucking <laughs> Literally in the middle of a riff. I'm in a riff about how the city is alive. And you got to go into some goddamn back to the future bullshit DeLorean <laughs> cocksucking fucking shit. I'm sorry, Jimmy. Uh, Doing I, a riff about I mean, being on the out of, walking the streets of Hollywood in the middle of the night, all coked up and seeing what's going on. Maybe I'm going to walk down an alley. Maybe I'm going to walk down a street. Maybe I'm going to stop into a coffee shop and see what's happening. But I can't now because you got to yell at the fucking wall. <laughs> he turns around to his goddamn virtual background, and now I got to fucking deal with it. By the way, I'm swearing a lot because I'm not really all that upset. That's the premise behind me <laughs> swearing like this is I'm not really all that angry. So I, 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 I throw in a lot of language uh, mm. to emphasize that fact. So if you don't use swearing, that's when we should take it. That's when I'm really mad. Yeah. yeah okay. mm -hmm. Speaking of Back to the Future, my main criticism was that it was just too darn loud. Um, is that that is a line from Back to the Future? <laughs> yes, it is, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> it's spoken by the one and only Huey Lewis. Uh, I think his hearing trouble started on the day of that shooting just because wow, like, they insisted yeah. on making him actually too darn loud in the, you know, in the soundstage. So, uh, Matt, you've mentioned the Huey Lewis video for Power of Love on the, uh, the uh, yes. I, I always want to say Venmo, Vimeo channel. It's not even Vimeo. Is it Vimeo? It's Vivo. It's Vivo, Vivo channel. It's, it's Vivo on Pluto TV. Right. Okay. So uh, for some reason, that seems to be in very heavy rotation. <laughs> and it, the buildup to them doing the song is like you mentioned, it's like a little mini movie that is not entertaining. Doesn't go it's anywhere. It's just killing. Just yeah. some editor, please get involved and cut that first fucking four minutes. And just get the Huey playing the song. Yeah, it's so weird. It's 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 cutting back. If you haven't seen it, and I think, like I said, I don't think at the time they really showed that beginning part that much, or maybe I just was like too young to be watching MTV. I don't remember it being that long at yeah, all. I think I think a lot of times MTV would be like, "Oh, thank you for the video. Chop. Here's the song. Like we don't give a yeah. fuck about what little cinematic masterpiece you've cobbled together here." But uh, it's just. It's cutting back and forth between Huey doing the most boring stage patter I've ever seen in a small club. Well, he's also, and, and you don't know this, Matt, he's talking to a guy named Dr. Gonzo. Oh, okay. Uh, Dr. Gonzo is a comedian from the Bay Area. He now lives in Illinois, and he's a great guy. Okay. Um, and Gonzo was Huey Lewis's opening act uh, a lot, and he was ah. great friends with Huey Lewis. Okay. So he's talking to him as if everybody knows who he is too it's like hey gonzo go talk to that guy hey like as if we're like yeah. seeing this behind the scenes of it getting ready and and gonzo's doing his trademark he does some crazy trademark move that he keeps doing to the camera but if you don't know who dr gonzo is you don't know why the fuck that's happening yeah there's no context to to, no. to allow you to enjoy any of that like if you if i knew it if i had known any of that or if they had let us in on that I think I might have enjoyed it, actually. But then it's, instead, they feel like they feel the need to cut to a very confused Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> like, why do I have to put this costume back on? Getting out of the DeLorean outside uh, and then a bunch of women get in and, and then some random guy hops in and take off. It's not it's certainly not Michael J. Fox, which is probably what it was supposed to be. 
Uh, And uh, so they just got some random extra to hop in the DeLorean and uh, travel through time. Never brought up again, except I guess at the very end, the car comes back, right? The car does come back at the very end. I, 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 uh, I waited it out. I was actually, what I do, this is my new ritual at, at night is, um, uh, I put that, that video channel on while I scroll on the, te- on the phone, answer some emails and yeah. text, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, while that's on in the background. So, uh, all of Huey Lewis, um, uh, gets played unless uh, re- last night I was like well I can't take this for the 49th time I'm going to bump up to the uh, the 70s channel and if I got to watch that Barry White video one more goddamn time <laughs> they literally both I, we talked about it last week they're, they're on a loop of 12 videos on both those channels that they just keep going round and round on yeah. and I am not talking about rat ironically though one of them is rat <laughs> but it's not round and round it's um, well I've seen round and round on there I have not. I have not seen that. That's the one that we talked about before. That's the one with Milton Berle in the video, right? That, uh, is that, I thought that was the other one. I think it's. I thought that was the second one that had Milton Berle. Garen looked at it. They're all around a big dining room table. Isn't that round and round? Yeah, you you might be right now. Round and round. Because I can't even think of another rat song. Yeah, it's. It looks like it's round and round. Yeah, they had that uh, that second there. You know, they're, they're interesting in that they. That out of the seller album, you know, I was at the record store at the time, sold like crazy. And but what sold more was their uh, hang on a second, the sun's attacking the sun's <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was gonna say holy, I, I look away for a minute and then I come back. You uh, look like that yeah. guy in like one of the you know, is it powder? I guess you like, yeah, yeah, a little bit that, powder. That was crazy. It wasn't lighting anything else in the room just by just face. the forehead. Like, a cop came in with a flashlight. Uh, what I was going to say is that the rat merchandise at the record store, the T-shirt, I, 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 I can this. I'm not. I don't think I'm exaggerating this at all. Uh, in my, first of all, with my inability to form a sentence. <laughs> secondly, the uh, that we would sell five rat T-shirts to like one of anybody else. Like it was, and then if you walked around the city of Chicago, everybody was wearing a rat T-shirt. Weird. It was crazy how huge. That logo and yeah. uh, and the imagery was. It was a cool and logo. And if you'd like to hear more about Jimmy's thoughts about rat and all mm-hmm. other things music, you will look at this week's episode of Jimmy's Records and Tapes. Wait a second. Rat comes where we up? we talk about Canadian acts and rat is Why does rat part come up? Why would rat come up on a Canadian? Jimmy's Choice. Ah, thank you very much. Does this very topic about the, uh, the shirt come does. up? It does. Listen, I got three anecdotes and apparently <laughs> one of them. <laughs> Uh, well, that's a little teaser then that. for Jimmy's yeah. Records and Tapes. Go on over there. It sounds like, uh, and you're telling me it's Canadian acts this week. That's correct. That was a fun one. Yeah. I enjoyed uh, Jimmy's Records and Tapes uh, season 2.5. I enjoyed the uh, the most recent uh, seven or eight episodes. I thought they yeah. were, not that I like didn't like the other ones, but uh, I kind of feel like uh, maybe somebody was uh, uh, highly caffeinated when uh, <laughs> he shot this most recent batch. And, Who would that uh, be? What's that? Who would that be? I think the, it was the camera and the sound guy. Oh, all right. You know, you know what? Uh, As we talked about before, you know, it's not the location. It's the engineer. That's right. In this case, <laughs> it's the camera and the sound guy. Uh, hey, speaking of Jimmy's Records and Tapes, I'm, uh, I, I will stand up to show you. I'm wearing the... Oh, uh, oh hey, nice. look at that. That's the, excellent. Yeah, the, uh, that's nice. a really great That picture. is uh, Mario Giorgio, and it's on the front page of NeverNotFunny.com. That's the brand new Jimmy's Records and Tapes uh shirt uh, to commemorate season 2.5 it doesn't say anything about that but it, it looks like a, a, a guy's record store named jimmy's records and tapes mm-hmm. and uh so uh if, if that floats your boat and you want to walk around with something like that please uh, head, uh use the link on the front of the page a lot of advertising at the top of the show here i apologize <laughs> Seriously. oh my god we get it you guys need money <laughs> i'm uh, getting shaken down gregory abbott style 
Uh, <laughs> I've seen not, that on there too. God, did I love that song. I've talked about this before. That song is phenomenal. Bought the album. Every other song sucks. Uh-huh. I think we talked about that song on the show before too, but it bears repeating. One of the weirdest uh, sort of, I'm going to, I assume it was an ad-libbed outro. Like when, you know, that's the song where it's like, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, come on, girl, let's shock the show. I don't know what any of that means. Why are you singing a children's I, rhyme? I love it. <laughs> I think it's the greatest thing in recorded musical history. It's so weird. It's so eeny, weird. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I think it might be start the show. Uh, come on, baby, let's I, stop I think the show. I, I think I looked it up. And Did you look it up? It, it, it shock the show. He was trying to like start a, a slang term. Like, well, let's he didn't shock do the show. He didn't do Greg, it. Didn't work, Greg. Reab. Actually, Greg should... Rabbit, of course, is also the name of the uh, the governor of Texas. I believe is the governor. Who... Oh, yeah. it's not the same guy. I don't think it is. I uh, I've done little no research on it, but I'm gonna get. Hang on, hang on. The, uh, the sun is attacking me again. <laughs> How can it attack you again? I don't know. I think a cloud. Uh, uh, is generally there is because it's it's a rainy gloomy day here in los angeles mm. and so i think the, the then it parts for a second and then the rest of the cloud continues coming over i think i have to i probably should share with with everyone maybe you care uh i all of my windows are closed and have been for 18 months or however long this wow, has been what are you a vampire <laughs> yeah you know what i i'm watching tv i'm editing things uh that's pretty much what i've been doing Let's Taking let showers. the sun in, man. Let the sun, let the sun shine. It's the sun shining. Uh, Sunshine is not good for editing. It's, it's, oh, I see. it's been a full year. Is it time to get you like real lighting and a blackout curtain just so that we can not deal with this anymore? <laughs> um, for, so for the next month and a half worth yeah. of The second we set that up, know, we're back in the studio. The second now, we set that up. It, will it cause it though? Because I think it'd be worth the two or three hundred dollars if if that is what prompts this to be over. There's no room for it. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, this whole thing's a disaster. That's right. I was I was trying to remember. There, there's another ad lib after that one. So anyway, let, I'm, here here it is. I, I want people to know what we're talking about. This is, this is the song. This guy's got a great voice too. Yes. This is the Well Oh Well song. <laughs> uh. You know I did. <laughs> that is terrible writing. Love it. I, I, I've got to say, I recognize that song. Is there another one? No. I, I recognize that song, and I have to believe that the radio edit does not have that. Uh, no, it does. Uh, I've, I, mean, that, I wouldn't have known it otherwise because I never, I never bought this. I never owned this. Because yeah, I've heard that song before and have never heard that. Uh, you're not paying attention. You yeah, you got to pay better. Could attention. be focus. Or maybe in. they open faded a, it out. Open a fucking window. Look around in the world. <laughs> Maybe they faded it out on the station. Uh, you know what it actually sounds like? It sounds like he's saying a combination of shock and start, which sadly is shart. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, baby, let's shart the show. Uh, Maybe the guy's into scatological. We don't know what he's into. I don't know, oh. Greg Rabbit's uh, 
uh, Predilections? Kinks? That's the right, album. Like, uh, what? Isn't his album called Scatology? I don't. I I I I, I thought it was self-named, but the, you, you got the internet in front of you. <laughs> it says, "Let's shock the show." Come on, girl, let's shock the show. Interesting. According to Interesting. Apple Music, well, I've been wrong for thirty plus years. I mean, I'm I never knew confused. what the hell he was saying. Why does he say "eeny, meeny, miny, mo"? Come on, girl. Is he is he trying to choose a girl? <laughs> oh, that's a good good question. Uh, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Yes, okay, it's come on, Gregory Abbott. He's got show. his pick of the uh, of the crop. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I do uh, like that song though. All right, we got to take a break. Let's take a wait, break. Wait, uh, wait. Our guest Bill Leff has patiently been waiting in the uh, in the waiting room. Uh, my great friend Bill Leff from uh, Chicago. He's on the uh, radio there. He's also got a brand new TV show called Tune In with Me. That he does every morning over there on MeTV. And he'll tell us all about that. Uh, and hopefully a heck of a lot more when we come back right after this. Hey, sometimes you find yourself at the, the wall that's missing a couple of bucks. Now, who, did somebody steal it or what's going on over there? It doesn't matter how you're missing the bucks. Money might be a little tight. That's where earn-in comes in, Matt. Yeah, earn-in. Earnings there if you got a last-minute gift for a loved one, an expect, uh, unexpected trip to the vet. I've seen a lot of that on uh, uh, social media, by the way, people saying, "Oh, I had to spend the night at the at the pet vet." Yeah, people like using the phrase "pet vet," even though "vet" covers pet. I mean, what other? Are you, are you at the wild animal vet? Yeah, you could be visiting a, a soldier. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I, I think people. I, I think they like the sound of pet vet. It does sound fun? It is fun to say. I get it. Uh, but nobody's pointing out that they're at the pet vet for fun. So uh, that's a good point. Yeah, why are they? Yeah. Why are they being uh, capricious or uh, silly with their? Very you know, serious issue. You know, capricious say. <laughs> uh, now, listen, This is here's the important thing. Earn-in is there because the, the point is, you're not at the pet vet at three in the morning going, oh, good, I get to spend X amount of money right. uh, that I don't have. That's where earn-in jumps in. Yes. Uh, earn-in is an app that gives you access to your pay-as-you-work, up to $100 a day, up to $750 per pay period. Yeah. So it gives you a little goose if you need it. Yeah, it's but you're, you're making the money by going to your job and working every day. They're just saying, hey, we can get you that money a little bit sooner than the, than the paycheck arrives. That's exactly right. Now, over three and a half million people are already uh, saying things like, when I I think about earning i think about financial stability security it gives me a lot of peace of mind that's what they're saying they say it like that yeah they, i would think there'd be a little more uh, excitement no, these, these are people that uh, you, you know when they're giving a testimonial they're caught off guard and they're, then they, they're not comfortable in front of a microphone exactly these are right. not professional are broadcasters like we are yeah, they, they they sound stilted but that's real that's genuine thank you man again it gives them peace of mind <laughs> Uh, hey, download Earnin today. That is spelled E-A-R-N-I-N. That's in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Never Not Funny under podcast, please. When you sign up, it'll help the show. Let's them know who sent you there, who directed you there. Once again, put in Never Not Funny under podcast. Subject your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Earnin. It's your money. Get it now. Hey, hiring's hard. So hard. So ZipRecruiter's there to make it easy. So easy. That a boy, Matt. You did exactly what I was hoping for. We don't plan these folks. We don't script these out. We we sit down. We go, uh, hey, let's do a ZipRecruiter ad. And then I, I just say something and then Matt responds. And it's very, very never not funny. Very brand. organic. Uh, we both turn into James Austin Johnson doing <laughs> Trump. Very organic. They're talking about organic. <laughs> Hey, see why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's 24 hours. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. Go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Once again, that is ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Uh, Look, 
we haven't had to hire anybody in a long time, but I know there's people out there that have a small business, and That's they right. do. Yes. And uh, look, I don't want to do that job. If you wanted to work, you would go work uh, as a headhunter if you cared, if you enjoyed hiring people for, you know, if that was your your passion. It's not mine. No, it's, I don't. It's not mine either. So my passion's the opera. <laughs> Obviously, we all know that. Okay, I just want to make from, sure. From longtime listeners know that you love the I opera. I want to make sure that everybody's reminded of it. So just leave it to the professionals at ZipRecruiter. Let them do it. Let their technology help you so that you don't have to waste your time finding great candidates. That's exactly right. By the way, we have tickets for the opera coming up. I'm going to hire somebody to go in my place. <laughs> uh, that is my passion. My passion for the opera is to avoid it. Yeah. Uh, ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program, episode 2805. We're coming back from a break, and my phone starts ringing the second that we're coming back from the break. The phone that I keep in the closet so we don't hear it. Maybe you guys didn't even hear it. Maybe I should. Me bringing it up was uh, pointless and worthless. We are joined uh, coming out of this break by my great friend, uh, Bill Left. Bill uh, Bill and I have been friends since the early 80s we went to high school together we then both left oak forest illinois and went on to show business him locally he can't go anywhere in chicago without somebody buying him a hot dog or a slice of pizza Uh, i moved out to los angeles where i could walk where nobody knows who i am or gives a shit so uh (laughs) he made the right choice i would love to be able to walk around naperville right now and have people go there he is it's the guy from the radio there's jimmy it'd be very exciting um Bill's got a yeah, brand new television show called Tune In With Me. It's over there on the Me TV. I think it starts at 2 o'clock in the morning and goes till 4 in the morning, depending on where you're living. Uh, but Bill, uh, he's also got, got the show Bill and Wendy Show uh, that is available at Apple uh, Music. Not Apple Music, my apologies. Follow it on Apple's pod, Apple Podcasts. Um, and it's also available over there at WLS.com. Hi, Bill. Jimmy, it's good to see you. It's my pleasure. Now, listen, here's my yeah. question for yeah. you. You got a question for me? I, I've got questions and I expect answers. Right. Um, this a, program you're doing, this yeah. tune in with me. Mm-hmm. You and I grew up in Chicagoland. We grew up and I, I think every market had their version of this. But you and I grew up in Chicagoland where a guy by the name of Ray Rayner would bring in the morning to us before Bozo Circus would come on. And uh, although Bozo Circus was on at noon, I think at that point, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so, but Ray Rayner would, he would, uh, he would, uh, show cartoons and he made us as children feel very comfortable and Mm -hmm. he might do a project where he was, uh, uh, he would say, Hey, I'm going to make a ship out of uh, popsicle sticks. And his Mm -hmm. version always sucked, uh, which maybe in retrospect he did on purpose so that we wouldn't feel bad as kids when ours wasn't as great as the, as the model. Um, and so growing up, you go, Hey, you know, it'd be a great job that, that would be the greatest job in the world to do that. And here you are maybe living that dream. Is that the case? I hit the lottery, Jimmy. There's no yeah. doubt about it. I was late for school nearly every day because I would watch Ray Rayner. And if it was just too good to go to school, I'd say, I'm just going to sit and watch the rest of this. <laughs> right? School be damned, I would say. <laughs> and uh, then when we come home from school, there was a man named Bill Jackson who had a show called Cartoon Town. And the same thing. I would just watch that every day. I loved it. Uh, my dream was to someday replicate that. And then they had this idea over at MeTV to do a show that's basically for adults, but captures that kind of a feeling that we all had as kids. And uh, I, 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 you know, I auditioned and then they had callbacks and then they kept whittling it down, whittling it down. And I said at my last audition, you guys don't have to cast me, but if I don't get it, I'm going to watch this every day and be jealous of whoever got this. 
And they all laughed and they said, that's it. That's the clincher. The job is yours. That was it. The, the fact that you would watch it, even if it wasn't you, yeah. they said, you know, yeah. what, we got to use the, that. That sounds sad and pathetic. Let's get <laughs> I think they were afraid of my scorn, Jimmy. I think they were afraid of what I might do if I didn't get it. So just for their own safety, I think they cast me. Here's here's what's interesting about what you just told me, Bill, because knowing you again for 30 plus years, and I think every comedian in Chicago uh, from our from our group of people would agree with this. There's nobody better for this gig than Bill Left. There's nobody Thank better. You. So the idea to me that you had to audition and go through the process to get this gig and it wasn't an offer only is insane yeah. to me because to me, it's like, hey, we're doing this. We'll get Bill Left and be done with it. Why? That would have been nice, but it was a month long process. The auditions took just over four weeks and uh, everyone, they kept whittling it down and whittling it down. And, uh, you know, I said to them at one point, I said, I just want you to know I'm not a good enough actor to pretend I can do this. I said, because I'm just not. I said, I live this. I live right. in a world of, of cartoons and animation and TV history and stuff. And I said, do me a favor. There was a part where they wanted us to each do a special talent. So they said, you could either tell a joke or sing a song or make whatever you want to do that's your special talent. So I said to all the writers and producers, just ask me a TV trivia question. Anything you want, nothing's off limits. And I went six for six. The questions wow. kept getting harder and harder. And I just kept nailing them. And they'd look at each other. And I'm like, see, I'm not kidding. This, I live this. So right. if you're looking for a guy, I, I'm the guy. I and I, I again I I know I'm repeating myself the fact I, I I'm because you know you and I will text from back and forth from time to time and yeah uh, but the idea that you you're coming from known being on radio in Chicago you did you hosted another children's show you the the magic door back in the day so yeah. you have you have the pedigree it, it's crazy to me that they were looking were they looking at, at circus performers who else was auditioning for this thing <laughs> I always assume Jimmy it's up against it's me and a bunch of circus people so yeah there was some circus people no well the last kid show i did which was 30 plus years ago was the magic door and that was different because they only did that show because every tv station had to have a certain amount of what they call public affairs shows or, or human interest shows to get their fcc license so they just knocked it out every weekend they didn't care the difference is these guys they love this stuff and they I really see. care you know so that's the difference but um, uh no i'm very lucky yeah, boy, good for you. I I I, I was you. so excited. Like I I told my beautiful wife Danielle and my son Oliver about it. Like like, honest to God, there's never there's not a better match made in oh, heaven. Thank you. Than you thank hosting you. this thing. Like it's it it you should have been doing it back then. <laughs> you should have kicked Ray Rayner in the balls and taken the gig. <laughs> All right. So about twenty years ago, twenty to twenty five years ago, our friend, our mutual friend Mike Toomey and I approached a station with this idea. We said it's Ray Rayner, but it's an updated version. And they looked at it, they thought about it, and it just kind of went away. And it's amazing that no one's done it in all these years. Nobody's gone back and done it. And we're trying our best to capture the flavor of that late 60s, early 70s show. It really is for an adult. It's for kids in, on some respect, but we're making a show for adults about kids shows. And it's one of the, just to be clear, is, is, is it one of the ones, because I know MeTV has exclusive, uh, just local Chicago uh, programming, as well as, you know, Columbo used to be on MeTV back in the day and, and uh, some of the other detectives. It ones. still is. Oh, it, it is. is. Yeah, it's all national shows now. MeTV is on in 97% of the country. So it's a lineup of all kinds of great shows from the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. And then there's us in the mornings. And um, <laughs> to contrast all that. Uh, yeah, and, to ruin it all. So you, you, you are on nationally then? Yeah. 
Oh, you are. My apologies. Yeah. I would have been. Uh, well, I, I don't know if I, I, I would DVR it, not record. Well, go watch a few episodes and I'll wait. I'll just you know what? Give me a couple of minutes. I'm going to fast forward through it. Watch a few episodes. Uh, well, I did not know that. I literally thought that oh, yeah. was one because they used to have something that was exclusive to Chicagoland um, in addition to the national program that we would right. get here. Anyway, uh, great. Great. Yeah. So everybody watch this thing. It's great. Bill watch it. is, is funny. And uh, now, Bill, tell people what the magic door was in addition to the legal reasons why it was there. Uh, it was a very specific niche program, the magic yes, door. Yes, it was. Uh, we didn't know it at the time, but it was a Jewish kids television show. And every once in a while, because I'm half Jewish, my dad's Jewish and my mom was Catholic. Every once in a while, they would throw in something. There'd be something where they'd mention a bagel or, or <laughs> schwitzing or something. And I'd sit there and I'd go, they're subliminally convincing kids to convert to Judaism. That's an interesting thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, but then years later, I realized, again, to get your FCC license, a certain amount of either religious programming or civic programming. So they were kind of hitting all the targets with that one show. <laughs> but it was awful. <laughs> wait, wait, the show was awful or your experience working on it was awful? It was awful. Do you know who I replaced on the show? Uh, give me the initials. Uh, DC. Uh, for uh, future Superman, Dean Kane. <laughs> That's a good guy. An excellent guess, but incorrect. I replaced Dan Castellaneta on the Magic oh, Shore. I wow. didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. And when he left the show, he left to do the Tracy Ullman show. The producer said to me, well, Danny left the cast and we're looking some, for somebody to fill his shoes. Good luck to him. Like, he'll never make it. But he's, <laughs> okay. he's, done all right. he's doing OK. He could buy a town and let that guy walk through it once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At, uh, I remember growing up watching The Magic Door and just and, and just like you, not. I, well, I didn't. I wasn't half Jewish, so I didn't know any of why. <laughs> Uh, somebody's having a seltzer. So it was very confusing to me, but we watched it every Sunday right? Uh, because it was the only kids show on at that hour. And it's like, well, this yeah. seems to be geared towards my age group, but I don't understand anything they're talking about. And why is there a mushroom of some sort? <laughs> there were magic mushrooms. There was a beaver named Booby Beaver. It was very subliminal. It really was. Um, wow. The funny thing is, is we would do the scripts and they so didn't care about the quality. The show had to be every episode had to be 22 and a half minutes. And then when they would get to the 22 and a half minutes, even if the problem of the week wasn't resolved, they would just stop. They would what? stop at 22 and a half. <laughs> so nearly every episode, because one week would be about, uh, you know, a girl who had peer pressure from her friends or a boy whose parents were getting a divorce. And then we would kind of add some levity to it. But whenever that 22 and a half minute section hit, that was it. Everyone go home. We're done shooting. Wow, that is fascinating. It's uh, yeah. I think they did that on two broke girls also. I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. I never, that's another one like uh, your, your cartoon show. I've never seen it, but uh, I, I hear that it's on there. You'll catch up. It's All fine. right. I'll do the best I can. Yeah. Uh, here's the other uh, neat thing for listeners that have not heard Bill on our uh, when we've done the live shows at, uh, at Zany's and uh, Rosemont. Bill has been gracious to take some time out of his day to join us over there. Um, I've told the story before, but it's worth sharing again to possible new listeners that haven't heard it uh, before. Uh, I was working at a record store in Naperville, India, uh, Naperville, Illinois, and Bob Odenkirk came in and told me I should do stand up comedy. And he said, in fact, this Saturday come and I'm doing uh, doing it at the, at the right here at, at the Sheridan in Naperville. I'm doing stand up. Come and watch it and see if you're interested in that. And I was like, all right, I'll, I will do that, Bob Odenkirk. So I show up and I walk in. And who do I see? But my high school buddy, Bill Leff, who I knew was doing stand up and was the funniest guy I ever met in my life. Oh. And I walk in and Bill's response was, 
are you on the show? And I was like, no, I'm not on the show. I'm just here to watch. And he's like, and Bill said, well, you should do this because you were the funniest guy I ever met. And so that combo of Bob Odenkirk and Bill Left telling me to do stand-up is really what gave me the guts to go to Maryville, Indiana and do my first open mic. So, um, yeah. I'm glad I had a hand in it. And a ticket like that now, you put on Bob Odenkirk, you and me, that's easy. That's an 11 maybe $12 ticket right there. Easily over $10. Easily. Easily. Mm -hmm. No question about it. And, Bill, I'll also tell you this. You actually, uh, another thing that you did once, there was a showcase at Zany's. Uh, HBO was coming and looking at talent and everybody was going up and doing their um, their best five to show how brilliantly uh, uh, how great of writers they were and the audience wasn't buying it and you and and by the way I was one of those guys I was like I'm going to show them the fucking goods here here comes Pardo and his well written bit about uh, the luge or whatever the hell I did (laughs) and um, you went up and you commented you were in the so in the moment about and and again when when I did open mics I was always in the moment but when I started making money I wasn't anymore and I was I was focused too much on my material and you open up that floodgate again for me to show like just be in the moment and you were talking about how the audience wasn't laughing and you were talking about the the hbo people are going to leave here without anybody because nobody's doing their thing and and i remember people in the back and maybe you don't even know this some people were pissed off like why is bill shitting on this why is bill taking the piss on me and i as a young comic went no he's doing exactly show your personality they don't want they're not looking for writers right now they're looking for personalities and so again you were very instrumental in me really solidifying what I do. Um, and so well, uh, two things to that. Number one, I ended up getting free HBO for two months. Which oh, so I didn't expect that. And number two, you became, if I can uh, return the compliment, you became the lead leaner, lead league leader in, in ruling the moment. Like every time I've ever seen you since then, and not that that was a turning point, but in the last 15 or 20 years, whatever is happening at the moment that's the show and that's yeah. the way it should be why right. wouldn't you do it that way well it is for guys like You're you just that so don't know how to write a joke so that uh, that could be, <laughs> you, know, you know if uh, you know if i could i would but yeah uh, i can't so i won't so i then uh lean into the ball and take the uh, take first base but i've um, seen you take audience members who say something that you don't like and tell them you you know you, it's time for you to leave. We don't need you here to yes. watch the show. Go, that's so perfect. Uh, that's well, great. I can't wait to get back on the live stage and do that again. And hopefully, that'll happen in twenty twenty three. That's what very we're soon. At <laughs> Can I tell you a weird coincidence? Uh, one of my two co stars on the show. There's a, a girl on the show named Leila Gorstein who is the closest to Andrea Martin that anyone's ever seen. She's like the next generation's Andrea Martin. She does so many great characters, and she's so talented. And the other guy on the show is an actor named Kevin Fleming, who's a great writer, hysterically funny, also does great characters. He hails from a town called Oak Forest, Illinois. Wait a second. Another one? Yeah. Yeah. So you're from there. I'm from there. Kevin's from there. It's so strange that Oak Forest is becoming the Hollywood of the Midwest. (laughs) Wow. Um, And have you to that point, Bill, have you been asked to go back to the high school and give a speech at graduation or are they still stick with the athletes? Not to. (laughs) (laughs) I've been told by the police to stay away from the school. Is that right? They don't want you near the school anymore. Nowhere near the school anymore. No, I can go to where Oak Foods used to be, and that's it. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's right, right on the city line. Yeah. That makes sense. Have they asked you, Jimmy? Are you? No, of course to... not. No, no, it's, no, it's all athletes. They all they, they yeah. still embrace the athlete more than anybody uh, anything else there in that city. Yep, yep. That's all right. We'll have the last laugh. 
Uh, well, I certainly will because uh, I'm going to blow the fucking place up. Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. When you hear about that high school going up, I had a hand in it. Oh, boy. By the way, if the school ever blows up, I had nothing to do with it. This is not my, just a joke. Just a joke. Just a comedy. comedy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's an example of what Bill was saying. I'm, I'm in the moment and I'm, uh, I'm leading the league in controlling. Uh, all right. Bill Leff is our guest. He's got that me, uh, uh, Tuning With Me television program uh, that he, he can't say enough that it's geared towards adults, uh, which means that he's probably protesting too much. It's a children's show. And um, uh, Bill is taking time away from uh, his uh, wonderful family. Now, Bill, the pandemic has hit us all differently. Uh, you're a radio guy there. You're a TV guy. Are you going into the studio to do these things or how is it working during the pandemic for there in Chicago? We've changed the structure of the show a little bit to accommodate the pandemic. Um, the original concept was to have us very close together, as you've seen on any show like this. Uh, but instead, we're forced to keep some distance. There's a lot of blue screening and green screening going on to accommodate that. Um, we get tested every week, you know, to yeah. make sure that we're, everyone on staff is OK. So, I, you know, I, I can't wait to see what happens. Also, the cast will expand once we're allowed to. Have, oh. we, we already know that we'll have more cast members also. Great. And then as far yeah. as the uh, the radio and the podcast go, you're doing that. Are you doing that remotely? Yeah. Doing it from the house. Absolutely. Uh, how is the family dealing with it? Uh, your girls are they got to be in college at this point. If, if they're not pa- even- they've both graduated. That, they're yeah. uh, 23. Unbelievable. And are they yeah. there with you? Are you guys all in the house together during this? We were all together in Evanston for most of it. And then Kylie went back to New York a few months ago. But I have to tell you, I know that it was very hard for people to be bottled up with their loved ones. It was it was one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Really? Just getting to spend that much time. You know, this as a loving father, you know, like the the cats in the cradle song. He grows up very, very quickly. Yeah. And all of a sudden I realized this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to really spend absolute quality time. And every night we watched movies together and we played games together. And it was it was, you know, in a very trying time. It was a it was a very wonderful experience. It's so weird to hear that, but it's true. That is. Well, let me ask you a question, because this uh, you may have just confirmed a rumor that is on the Internet that you actually started this virus in the, uh, in the United States. Is, 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 can you confirm or deny that at this point? I don't want to confirm or deny it. I spent some time overseas. Uh, I'm friends with some monkeys. And that's all I can say. <laughs> uh, and by that, of course, you mean Mickey Dolenz and, Mickey uh, Dolenz and, and the other, the other fellow this, that's alive. Mike Peter Torque. Oh. No, Peter Torque's dead. Uh, well, Torque is dead. Nesmith lives on. You can still be friends with him. I mean, you know, goes <laughs> <laughs> and visits the grave. Yeah, Peter, Asper's we did it very again. Friendly. Dear, dearly departed friend, Peter Torque. Uh, well, we miss him. We certainly miss uh, the two. We miss Peter Torque. <laughs> so let's get serious for a second. We miss Peter Torque. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Davy Jones. Yeah. The uh, and Pete and Pete Best was a monkey. Also, was I believe it was for a very short period of time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> Is Peter Tork the one that people like almost like the George Harrison where they think they're interesting when they say, you know, who's the best monkey, Peter Tork. <laughs> OK, who cares? He was the introspective monkey. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I, was he the one that his mom invented whiteout or something crazy? Mike Nesmith's mom. Oh, that's Mike, Mike Nesmith. Yeah. OK, yeah. 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 Yep. And then uh, Mickey Dolan's had the daughter, Amy Dolan's, who had a uh, acting career. There Actress. For a while. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, remember, Mickey used to come and hang out at Largo, Matt. You remember that when Mickey would be there with his I don't. inappropriate tiny ponytail? <laughs> no, I never. I don't think I ever saw him there. Yeah, he was uh, he was starting a production company, so he would come to try to find talent. Um, and he was, he's, by the way, he's the nicest guy in the world. Mickey yeah. I mean, he can't be a nicer guy. But that ponytail was like, are you doing an impression of an asshole producer? Why do you have that thing? Because it was like literally that long, but it was like, <laughs> oh. anyway, uh, he's a believer. Yeah. Um, yeah, my apologies. Uh, all right, let me, let's go around the horn. We got to check in with everybody, see how everybody's doing. Bill Leff is here. He's going to be uh, certainly be part of the conversation. Uh, but let's check in with everybody. But first, let's, uh, Matt Belknap, let's alert people that it's time for Oliver's trivia question. Mm-hmm. You can tell. What happened? What's going on? Play. Don't know. This is outrageous. It, you played it earlier and it worked. I know. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Somehow in this app, the volume is terrible. Here we go. You can tell everybody to place their bets. Just write them down. Don't show them yet. You can win. Even if you lose. Because the way we play, it's Jeopardy rules. You go low, they go high. And if nobody gets it right, you will win. The money in. The Jeremy Harpo trivia team. Oh, oh, well, first trivia time. Trivia time. Wager what you want. That's what they're saying. Yes. That's what he's saying at the end. Yeah. Wager, Wager what, what you, you want. want. Love it. <laughs> Love it. I, by the way, I, once again, I'm conflicted. Uh, I think the short one's too short. I think that one's a tad too long. There's, <laughs> there's no way to split the difference. You gotta, there's no, and there's no way to split the diff. Yeah. I, I meant to play the short one, but with all those technical problems, I couldn't uh, make it happen. And then that one just started playing. I'm just grateful you played one of them. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I love it. I love that song. I love. I like the original BG version, mm-hmm. and I like what this gentleman has done for us here. Uh, for you know, the, Jimmy. The, uh, I think it was uh, Barry Gibb who was driving over the uh, the, the Miami whatever bridge. What? <laughs> I don't know any, any part of the story I'm making fun of. But it was the yeah. It was the uh, there was the you know how like on a causeway sometimes the the road is broken up by little seams. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, the noise Expansion of his tires gaps. Yeah, so the noise of his tires on those seams uh, gave him the inspiration for that well, riff. Lucky for us that he uh, that it, that was his commute, so we got to hear that great <laughs> song. And now we have a little jingle for the Oliver's trivia time. Yeah. Uh, all right, let me find the uh, the uh, the subject matter is. Uh, I go over here to that. Uh, the all right. Here's your topic with an exclamation point. Roll credits. Roll oh, credits. R O L L credits. Uh, you're betting anywhere between one to twenty-five. Cast, of course, you guys know you're restricted. Uh, boy, I don't know mine at all. I can't pull it up at the moment, so I'm, gonna... <laughs> I'm looking at my past bets. Boy, if, the story of the season is going to be how I bet one on that time it was a Rubik's cube. That's going to crush me at the end. <laughs> so because you got it right. The, the, yeah, yeah, one of the only times uh, I got a right one, I only got one point out of it. So. Did I tell you uh, that uh, not a day goes by that Oliver doesn't apologize for the Rubik's Cube question? That <laughs> Every day he apologizes. Uh, and I, Jimmy, can I ask what the Rubik's Cube question was? Uh, Matt Belknap, maybe you remember that since you uh, have uh, uh, bad feelings about the, it. The answer was Rubik's Cube. The question was uh, the inventor, uh, while it took the inventor over two hours to solve it, uh, the, the world record for this puzzle game is now 12 seconds or something. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, it was the category was fun and games or something. 
Yeah. Uh, in retrospect, Bill, those headphones are giving you just a. <laughs> you, know, you can't even hear me. I nope. uh, th- th- those headphones are giving you a hassle and a half. I made these, Jimmy, and they're not good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should give yourself a little more leash. I think that's. Uh, yeah. Since you made them yourself, give yourself a little slack. And, and next honestly, time I will. I think you're being too hard on yourself. If you actually made those yourself, yes, they are not perfect, but they're a pretty good effort. I mean, the fact Thank that you. they work at all is amazing. <laughs> exactly. That's true. You heard Matt. You heard Matt's Apple computer. It didn't uh, wasn't yeah. responding. Is it yeah. a computer or an iPad, Matt? It was the iPad that was having trouble. I see. All right. So roll credits is your uh, right. is your question is your topic rather. And uh, uh, I apologize. I'm going to have to go to uh, the file here to see. Um, Got to get it right. Got to be on the up and up, Jimmy. When I'm available to. Aha. It's a good thing I did that because I did not have this number available. All right. All right. We're nothing if we don't have integrity, Jimmy. Am I the only one who feels like I understand the game is more interesting with with the wagering? You you can only use one number once, but the the names of the categories are, give so little information that it's basically Im, impossible. <laughs> like wagering on roll credit. I mean, w- w- I might as well just be like throw a dart at the wall. I don't know. Well, what it's, the gonna hell that is. it's gonna be credits. It's gonna be credits. My guess is movie credits. That's my guess. That doesn't help. Could me. be could could be that. I mean, I have a, I have a guess of what I think it's going to be more specifically. Than Do you that, think it's going to be about interest rates? <laughs> yeah, it's going to. Well, yeah, I was thinking it's going to be about how you roll over your credit card from one card to another, mm-hmm. oh. and who and who is who assists you with that. Which, of course, I think is Lightspeed. Is that not correct? Lightstream. Um, Lightstream. Sorry. Lightstream. Damn. So close. Jimmy, <laughs> could it be about rolls and who gets credit for the invention of a, of a roll, like a uh, Kaiser roll? You go, well, that's probably Russian, probably uh, Kaiser. I believe yeah. it. Is. I think, I, and, and that is Kaiser's uh, uh, doing, is it not? He invented the Kaiser roll. I actually think uh, that, that was invented by Kaiser Soze from The Usual Suspect. Oh, he did. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. That, that that long into the game is. It, it, I mean, not just you, you knew. You know, he knew he was evil when he created such a disgusting roll like that. That should have been the tip off. <laughs> you don't like the Kaiser roll. What do you got against the Kaiser roll? I don't like those seeds. Get those seeds off of my bun. Well, it is true that. Well, is it true? I think it's been tested and found relatively true that if you have poppy seeds on a thing, you, you shouldn't have them before a drug test. You test positive for trace, test trace positive. Amounts. Yeah. Yep. Uh, wow. What if I have sesame seeds? What if I have a Big Mac? Is that, does that affect my uh, drug test at all? No, but you shouldn't be having sesame seeds with your diverticulitis, Jimmy. That's, that's exactly right. That's a, that's a good point. Uh, as a reminder, it's not doctors since then are not convinced I ever had diverticulitis. No. Uh, that may have been a, uh, a uh, inaccurate um, diagnosis. They were confused. They just they they saw that you owned the album Diver Down by Van Halen and they got confused. Yeah, they, they, that, that threw them for a loop for a little bit. And because yeah. and, and they were like, we can all agree that's the worst Van Halen album. Right. And I said, yeah. And they go here, take these antibiotics. That'll knock it right out of your system. <laughs> and I have not listened to that album since, Matt. So, so I appreciate uh, and, you knowing that. Yeah. And problem solved. Right. You haven't had any trouble. Not at all, except now that I've taken too many antibiotics. Uh, so I get sick every single day. I've, right. I have not been sick since the pandemic. This is the best part about the wearing a mask every day. Yeah. And, uh, that and all the time you spent with Bill's daughters. <laughs> well, I like games. Um, they said on the news yesterday, Jimmy, that the flu is this is the absolute best year in terms of few people having the flu. Yeah, we've all got masks. On. It's yeah. the best. Like, home. You make we yep. make we make fun of the Japanese and the and the Chinese for and the Koreans for wearing the masks everywhere they go. But there's something to it. It's a, it's obvious yeah. it works. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the problem you've heard the, the other side of that is there's now the problem. They don't have enough data to create next year's flu shot because oh, oh boy. Because they rely on what strains they, they track the strains oh. to figure out the next uh, vaccine, you know, a flu vaccine. And they're they're going to be flying blind. So I mean, maybe we just yeah. get the same one again. I don't know, but uh, I, I'm, I'm going to wear I'm going to wear a mask for the rest of my days. Yeah, that's, uh, why that's not? the the best solution. Yeah, it's it's not that bad. Like I, I don't certainly there's situations if if life goes back to normal that you wouldn't want a mask on for a long time. But uh, going to the store, easy peasy. Like who cares? Why not wear a mask? Walk through Target. Have some uh, hillbilly uh, yell at you about how uh, he's in prison. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if I would do it at a grocery store, but on a plane. Or a bus or a train, I think I would. Why not the grocery store? There's uh, a, a plane. Like more, act, you know, they, the, a plane is yeah. because of the recycled air with uh, through that filter. It's actually cleaner than the one at the grocery store. That that and, and I, I believe I even shared that information with you. But nonetheless, <laughs> oh, okay, like, great. You yeah. go. Look at you. So like I'm Dr. showing how, how I'm. Oh, you, uh, you Bill Nye. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're trying to take your claim on both sides of the argument, so you can never what lose. What a weird no. thing to fucking boast about. <laughs> no, it's not a boast. I was making fun of myself for having that. I'm. The I one can of, guarantee four guys didn't take it that way. <laughs> well, that's just your biases against me. Well, God, this thing. Can't but but end no, what what. What they say is it's the it's the airports that that that's where you you yeah. are more likely to get sick. And mm. so I'm just going to wear it on the plane because, you know, <laughs> nobody's going to understand. I, I get on the plane and I take the mask off. Does anybody, you know, so you're cool again, with wearing a, a mask on a plane for five hours, but you won't wear it for 10 minutes or 15 minutes in a grocery store. I'm just saying it's more likely in the future of today that I will remember okay. if I'm going Got on a plane yeah, yeah, yeah. to do it. If I go to the grocery store, am I going to always remember to do it? No. And I don't feel that uncomfortable in the grocery store that I'm going to get sick from something. I do. Huh? I don't know why, but it, to me, it just maybe it's because it's the only place I've been in the last 12 months, <laughs> but uh, it feels very unsafe. I and yet, I, 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 I fall closer to Elliot on this. Uh, I also shop at a Bedouin market. Is that a wet market? <laughs> yeah. Uh, might be I believe the, uh, uh, the new version of the stock market, right? Uh, it's a wet market. Right? <laughs> wet market. <laughs> I don't play stock. the stock. Bill, do you play the stock market? Is that a thing you do? Do you get, so, did you get no. some game time or whatever the hell it was that the, the young kids were buying up? <laughs> game game no, spots all time. <laughs> game spot. Game pots. <laughs> Don't you miss, though, when you'd sit next to a guy at a wedding reception who would talk about the stock market for the whole time? <laughs> oh, I miss that. <laughs> it's clear that I don't know what he's talking about, yet he continues to, to give me that information, doesn't he? Hey, you got yeah. to do options. And if you're going to short sell, you got to make sure that you do all yeah. your research. Yeah. Dude, dude, I'm a comedian that can't balance my checkbook. I don't know if I'm the right guy for this conversation. What, I'm going to declare bankruptcy in three years. Maybe you don't talk to me about this. But what, what's uh, what's worse, that or the guy who's like doing a deep dive on his football team? Like you don't like you know it's, you might oh, know yeah. you might casually follow the NFL or not. But he, yeah. w- he wants to tell you about the third string kicker that they just picked up. Like that, that to me is worse. I, I'll listen to stocks all day. I don't care. I mean, there's really? a chance that you might get a piece of information out of a stock conversation. Yes, exactly. Or but, you can steer well, you know, it. To, you can to steer that it. fact, a guy, uh, I was doing a, a radio interview in Peoria and the guy who was waiting next to me started talking about this stock. And he goes, if I'm you, I would, I would buy the stock. And I bought it and it's done wonderfully. Yeah. What was it? So, uh, 
Apple? <laughs> yeah. Like We're the, listening. I know, like the fruit? I know the market scares you, Matt. I know the supermarket scares you, but I, uh, yeah. I think it's Apple. So it's right there in your produce area. As long as you wash them before you eat them, I think it's fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Give it a nice shine against your shirt like the old days. Take a bite out of that thing. <laughs> yeah, it'll take the virus off it. Uh, what? Uh, all right, right let's, let's get to the qu- What? And put the virus right under your face. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Bill. You're very nice. <laughs> that was a courtesy at best. Yep. I'm a professional, though, from another professional comedian. I will take courtesy laugh from every, any professional comedian, comedian I can get. Uh, Bill is nothing like if not supportive. Humor. <laughs> oh, my God. If somebody mentions their face in a joke, I'm yours. That's all I need. I love it. Uh, Bill, if will you do me a favor and put your <clears throat> pen up to the uh, camera so I could see uh, your pen? What do you think? Thank you, thank you for your time. I think it's a good looking pen. <laughs> it's got a thank you for asking on. my thoughts on it. It looks like it's wearing a one piece bathing suit. What yep. is that? Yeah. yeah. It's it's very uh, sultry. Mm. It's a sexy pen. Do you guys miss that pen where you turn it upside down and the bathing suit would uh, leave the, the naked lady? And then, <laughs> yeah. Nope. Sure. Who was that fun? Was that fun for anybody at any point? Was that a good time? For a child. Did anybody? You have to imagine that someone has masturbated to that pen. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. When I was eight or 10 years old, I saw a pen like that, and it was a very interesting thing for me to see. You did. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, eight or ten years old, Jimmy. You know where you could get those pens when we were kids? Was it Stuckies? Like if you were driving to Florida and you'd yeah. stop by a Stuckies, they'd have a jar of those. Fun, fun for the whole family, right? That's get a yourself good time. A, a peanut roll and a yeah. uh, and a nudie pen. Yeah, <laughs> nudie pen. Oh wait, somebody's coming. Turn it back up. Yeah, right. Oh no, I'm not in trouble, Mrs. Johnson. Take a look. She's got a bathing suit on. She doesn't know how fucking dumb she is. Look, she's naked. <laughs> Who's that fun for? Uh, it's fun for the sailor. I did that. This, this, you, know, the, you know what? The Navy man who's out, out to sea and he's he could you know looking for any kind of inspiration he can find. That's a good point. He hasn't and, gotten his uh, tattoo Matt, yet. He's got to look at the pen. Uh, that's why they painted those ladies on the side of the missiles, right? Uh, take a look at yeah, that uh, for morale. Masturbate and then send that thing out. Yep. Yep. Uh, all um, right. Let's get to the question here. Here we go. The question the, again. The topic is roll credits. Here is your question. If the closing credits, uh, if the closing credits of what TV show are any color besides yellow, then there is going to be a post credit scene. If the closing credits, if the closing credits of what TV show are any color besides yellow, there is going to be a post credit scene. So you're thinking of a TV show that uses wow. multicolored credits. I like the yellow being the norm. If it's not yellow, yeah. there's going to be a, a post scene. Man, that's gr- that's great. I wish I had, if this is a show that I watched, I wish I had known that that was the case because I <laughs> have never heard of this. And uh, it sounds very helpful. Well, Bill Leff is a guy that told us that he got a job by getting six trivia questions right in a room full of people giving him questions. Rapid fire. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. predict he gets this right. And if he doesn't, he's a fraud. Yep, that's true. <laughs> Okay, as long as you agree with it. As long as you agree. All right, listen, boy, that's tough. Because it's not even like a, a decade-based, is it? We don't know if it's a current show. Right. We don't oh, know right. if it's yeah. a classic. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. I'm, like, I'm trying to even think of what shows, because that's more of a movie thing in my mind than TV, that to have a mm-hmm. post-credit thing. Uh, I know that uh, this is not related, but it, I, it made me think of this. It was, uh, was it Big Bang or Two and a Half Men? One of those Chuck Lorre shows used to have the like one title card at the end that mm-hmm. was different every time and if you pause it I think he it, did it on more than one of his shows. Oh, did he? He okay. does it on every one of okay. his shows. Yeah. Oh, it so angers Gary. Gary doesn't yeah. care for this. 
Yeah. I, I, Darren <laughs> likes uh, stability when it comes to his end credit uh, card. Well, he doesn't like reading. He's, uh, he's, he's yeah. resents the fact that he has to read a book at the end of every show. It, yeah. it just seems a little, um, uh, I don't know the word, hubris or something. Pretentious? I don't know. Pretentious, yeah. Really? You don't, don't see the, know, you, you, you can't you can't fall the other way and go look at the fun he's having by putting up a different uh, placard each week. Oh, I've seen his shows. I don't think he's having any fun. <laughs> oh boy! Holy shit! There we go. We're finally, taking down Chuck Lorre on this program. Somebody's finally never going to be a writing here. assistant on a Chuck Lorre show. <laughs> I don't think we've ever uh, said a nice thing about Chuck Lorre on this show. No. <laughs> I think we've said. I mean, I I've maybe said some slightly nice things, but did he do Dharma and Greg? <clears throat> is that Chuck Lorre? I don't think so. I think it is. Is it? Right? I don't, Isn't that Chuck Lorre? I just know I he was Two CBS and a Half Men, uh, Big Bang Theory, Mom. Is that what it's called? Mom? Yeah. 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 Uh, and Mike, and Molly. T- Mike and Molly. Mike and Molly. Yeah. Isn't he also Two Broke Girls? No. Maybe Two Broke Girls, although. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was Whitney Cummings. Whitney Cummings program. said something. I, I think he was the, I thought he was the producer on it. Oh. Uh, right. Darman Greg is Dottie Dartland and Chuck Lorre. Oh, yeah. Well, I really like nice. I'm more of a fan of Dottie. That's why that show worked for me. <laughs> That's why it worked. I did like this. I liked season one of Darman and Greg. Me too. And then I, uh, yeah. I could throw the rest of it into the ocean. But season one was really good. Yeah, I don't remember. I know I stopped watching it at some point. I don't remember the trajectory. I just know that it, it was when it started, it was great. Uh, I'm going to acknowledge and, and, it appears I am wrong that Chuck Larry has nothing to do with two pro girls. Okay. All right. Thank you for the update. Um, all right. We got our question here. I've not written anything down yet. Oh, boy. Um, Do you want us to vamp while you think? <laughs> I have one that's in my head, but I think that this is a show that shows uh, a tag at the end of every show anyway. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's right, but I, all right, I'm writing this down. I'm writing down an answer, guys. Okay. And uh, that's a good question. That's, that's a, a good really question. good question. My son will not be punished this week. I'm already mad at <laughs> <laughs> What are you mad at, Matt? I, I'm, I'm mad at people who... Have a, someone knew this and didn't tell me, and I'm mad at the, about that. <laughs> I'm mad at them for not telling. But me. maybe it's a show you don't watch. That's How about possible. That? Maybe, you know, yeah. should, maybe it's Gossip Girl. They still should know. have told me though. They should have told me just in case. <laughs> you think you should be in the loop on this? I need to be in the loop on all these postcarded things. All I don't right. want to be left out. I, I could be very uh, confused uh, come water cooler time when everyone gathers oh, around to talk. Uh, you saw Garen's response to a to a placard at the end. So uh, somebody kept that secret from him for a little while too. What, what an overreaction to that! <laughs> I know. You know, I'm just not a fan of those shows, and I see that it's, they. I don't. I don't know. It's just. I don't know. It's all stupid. Right. Yeah, they stink. Those are show, Those are all shows my mom liked before she passed away. She liked all of those. Big Bang, Two and a Half Men. You know those. Yeah. Were, you know Mike and Molly. She liked them all. So, yeah. You know, I never watched them, but if if it, if it gave my mom joy, so be it. Who cares? All right. Right? Not every show is for me. Well, now you've made yeah. it impossible for us to shit on it. Like, what are we supposed to say now? <laughs> no, no. You, we, you can shit on it all day long. No, because now we're insulting your mother. Chuck Lorre in the face. <laughs> I don't care. That guy's probably a billionaire by this point, right? Not even So you just, can't punch uh, him? No. You, he's got that much protection around him? You, you can't take a swing at him? If you're willing he's to do He's got stacks of money saving him? He's going to have, like, the best lawyers in the world up your ass, but... yeah. I've got two fellows that work together very nicely, Jacoby and Myers, that will take down anybody. <laughs> okay. So bring it cool. on, Chuck Laurie. Cool, cool, cool. I found these guys on a matchbook, and they know how to get my attention. Uh, Bobby Jacoby, of course, was a great actor in the 70s. I wonder if it's him. You're thinking uh, of Scott Jacoby. Yes, I am. I said Bobby, because I'm. Th- who am I conflating him with? Um, a guy named Bobby. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your help, Bill. Was it? Is it Bobby De Niro? Is that who you're thinking? Of? Yeah, no, there's. I, I think there's a musician named Bobby 
something. Uh, or is it Bobby Collins? Continental? Bobby Collins? <laughs> well, you know Bobby's on Continental. We know where he, well, he hasn't flown in ages then, has he? No. They've been out of business. Continental went out of business. Where's Bobby flying? Mm. He now takes a bus, I guess. Got the Jimmy, can channel. you name Scott Jacoby's most cherished role? I can. I want to say uh, Porky's? No, it's a, t- it's a made-for-TV movie where he was masterful. Hmm. Um, I'm going to say no. I cannot name it. Anyone want to take a stab at it? I don't know who this should, actor is, should. but I'm thinking of uh, a couple of... He things. was in every show in the late 60s and early 70s. Uh, thin guy, black, uh, brownish curly hair. A lot of Marcus Welby episodes, that kind of Scott thing. Scott Jacoby? Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong... Who was in Porky's then that has a similar last name? Hmm. Because I'm, I'm, I'm obviously not thinking of the same guy. Scott Jacoby was in a made-for-TV movie called Bad Ronald, where he lived in a room in the house that nobody knew existed. Yeah. I Bill, literally... That show has come up so many times. <laughs> Go ahead, Garrett. I'm sorry. I just bought that movie last night. <clears throat> I, just I have it. A fan have sent it, it into me. It's so no. good. I literally just bought it last night. That's so It's that's Jacoby's crazy. best work. There's no question about <laughs> that. Jacoby's so best work. And his mom is played by Kim Hunter, who we all know is Zira from the Planet of the Apes. Yes. And who is in the press lately, right? Because she, uh, uh, there's some story about how she walked away from Hollywood. Mm, she's been dead for a while, so I don't no, know. No, it's her. I, I, yeah. I got this great new magazine. It's uh, Tiger Beat and is a great <laughs> topic about uh, Kim. Who is it then that uh, just had this? If it wasn't Kim Hunter. Hmm. Scott may have had a younger brother named Bobby, who's an actor. That's a possibility because their mom was a, a talent agent. So she might have put him in the business, too. Jesus Christ. What are the odds that Oliver writes a uh, TV credits uh, question in the week that Bill left his hair? Who knows the oh. mother of Bobby Jacoby oh. That's and a, what yeah. she did for a living? Bill, do you feel like you have a handle on this question? Is it something that you have ideas for? I'm. I'm either right on target or I'm so far off. It's not even funny. OK, I'm right. I'm I'm. All right. I, I just want to say that there is a Bobby Jacoby. Have we touched on this since I've been looking to try to figure this out? That's the fellow who I, I said. Is that, is that the one that's he's, in Porky's? He, I don't Scott know. But he's a child Columbia. actor. Scott Columbia or something is in. Oh, oh Scott Columbia. That's, that's who I'm right. thinking of. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. I didn't get any of the names right. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't get any. I didn't even get close. <laughs> You know what? I watched an episode of Columbo last night. That's what I wanted to bring up. Oh, Columbo. I had Columbo yogurt last week. So that's that's what happened. Um, all right, let's go yogurt. around the horn. Let's check in with everybody. Let's say hello to the, uh, uh, the Tri-Corners of the Valley. It's an ever not funny weather desk that uh, sponsored by uh, PopCultureReach.com. That's Garen Cockrell. Hello, Garen. Hello. Garen, what's happening in the Valley that we can share with our friend Bill Leff here? Anything that he needs to know about that's happening in the San Fernando Valley? Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this earlier, but um, I saw some really cool news uh, that I was struggling not to react to. Oh, did you need to break into the show to tell us? Breaking news with Garen. It's probably not really news. All right, but this sounds like this might be some news. It's new. It, it's news for me. Yeah, I. No, so it's not. <laughs> I, I uh, found out that I made the semifinals of a screenwriting contest that oh. I. Had to oh, hey, hey, that is great news. Congrats. Congratulations, yeah, Garen. Thank you. It's a horror screenplay contest, and one of my scripts placed. 
semifinals. Did you win. immediately write to Rob Reiner and rub it in his face for his? Uh, <laughs> yeah, if I could get his email. Here. Yeah, I'll do that after the show once I get this. Take this ivory tower. <laughs> uh, I think it's uh, he's at Rob at IHateGarren.com. <laughs> Rob Reiner. Boy, that's a lot of effort. Uh, Bill, that's a great a, a little behind the scenes for you. Uh, when Rob Reiner was on this show, uh, he uh, Garen uh, uh, bragged that he has a master's uh, degree in screenwriting, and Rob Reiner shit on him in a way that nobody has ever crapped on Garen Cockrell in his life. But we loved it. It was the funniest moment of the history of the show. Why was he? Why was he like that, Rob Reiner? It doesn't make sense. Uh, he was, was being for, funny. Yeah. Yeah. But I, accurate. I hope. <laughs> you weren't upset by it though were you no 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 okay. please that was an honor i would I, all right i would like to listen back to that now actually because like was he I, I forget if he was more making fun of just like master's degrees in screenwriting are are stupid to begin with right. or specifically because you went to oh i think he Valley specifically College. made fun of the school yeah he? i think he did too oh. that's yeah is that what you remember garen he made fun yeah, of your I actual like, school yeah, like, is that one of those online right, right, right. And <laughs> kind of places? <laughs> like, well, technically, but it's not <clears throat> yeah. the same. Rob Reiner, he climbed down off of this big white horse that he rode t- from Bel Air on <laughs> to the to, to just shit all over Valley College, oh. Los Angeles. For apparently no reason. Yeah. Oh, there was a reason. Put it, keep Garen down. That's what we have. God forbid he have one good day in his life. <laughs> Uh, Garen, uh, all right. Well, can, it, it all, all joking aside, that's great. Good, good yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. it's exciting. The semifinals. That's cool. fantastic. Yeah. When do you yeah, find out, Garen, if you go to the next round? Oh, they already have the winners. There was only they nine do. finalists and one yeah. winner. So, I mean, but you know, semifinals is great. But when do you wonderful. find that? Out? Oh, oh, I see that you. We already know who the winner is. <laughs> yeah, you they made the semifinals. It. Yeah, I made the semis. So, oh, wait, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm getting breaking news here. Breaking news with Matt. Matt. Garen has lost that screenwriting competition. (laughs) 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 All right. Yeah. Fuckers, right? Just, it's just, it's just an honor to be nominated, right, Garen? It's an honor to be nominated. That's what yes. they say. That's what the, that's the hacky joke that I chose. All right, uh, Garen. Anything else we need to tell Bill Leff about uh, as far as your life goes? Uh, there's some interesting stuff with this Bobby Jacoby character or Jacoby. That okay, I've what's discovered. going on? So, Elliot, you may have found this too. There's a guy. His his name is Robert J. Robert Jane. Jane. What I saw. Yeah. Who also. Went by Bobby Jacoby. Oh, wait, that's maybe a different thing. But he was, he, if this is the guy I'm thinking of, he may have been an early crush of mine because he was in Night of the Demons 2. Oh, no, this is the same guy, Robert Jane. Oh. Robert Jane yeah. is now a, 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 a professional poker player, I think is what I saw. Yeah, it's, but he was in perfect strength. He was in a ton of old 80s shows and stuff. So hey, that's. I'm going to make a prediction. I think, I think that uh, Garen is going to start playing poker soon. That's my oh, guess. Sure. If you could run into this guy. Yeah. Uh, here's a fun little uh, uh, tidbit for you. Uh, so I, when I worked for MCA Records, one of my accounts was Sound Warehouse in Downers Grove, Illinois. And the uh, the guy that was the buyer and uh, the general manager, not the owner, uh, was a guy named Al. And Al was the only one of my clients uh, that uh, supported me doing comedy. He was the only guy that thought... Yes, of course, you should do comedy. And he would come and see me bomb around, you know, at the Last Laugh or at the Roxy. He would come and support. He would always bring his actor brother, Paul. And Paul also was very supportive. And so just I'm not kidding around. Yesterday, 
I was like, hey, I wonder whatever happened to Al Racy. Uh, he used to come with his, buddy, uh, with his brother Paul to see him perform. I wonder whatever happened to Al. And then today, the Oscars are, are announced, and Paul Racy is nominated for an Academy <clears throat> Award. What? I, and I, was like, I just thought of him yesterday. What are the odds wow. of that? Wow. Yes, Jimmy, Bill. I'm not trying to one-up your story. Please do. I, 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 I don't know how you can. This one was at the back room of a uh, sound warehouse. <laughs> when, uh, when I met my wife, Terry, when we were still dating, she lived with uh, a friend of hers from college, a girl named Elizabeth Hanley. And Elizabeth's then-boyfriend, now-husband, is an actor named Paul Racy, who was nominated for an Academy Award this morning. It's, so I've, I've known him forever. He's a very talented actor. And wow, how exciting it is to see his name on that list of uh, Oscar nominees. Very. And he's like, what, 72 years old or something, right? Like he's an older gentleman who has been kicking around Hollywood forever and he's finally getting recognition. Wow. Um, but again, I just thought it was bizarre. Like, why Why did I think of Al Racy two days ago? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to see what. And then. Do you yeah. know the story? Their parents, both the Racy's parents are both deaf. The mother and yeah. father are deaf. So the boys learned sign language as they were learning regular language. And Paul has turned it into a career. He's uh, he was in Children of a Lesser God, not the movie version, but the, the stage version for years. Very talented. So, yeah, that's that's so weird that that, that connection was made. That's craziness. Uh, again, another weird Pardo left uh Collaboration. The tie-in. And you know who? They have a third brother named uh, Scott Jacoby, who is also an actor. <laughs> Jesus. Well, he's done very well for himself. Uh, he's yeah, he's that, done great. That, that cult classic, yeah. Ronnie's Face, or whatever it's Bad called. Ronald. Bad, Bad Ronald. Uh, oh, all right, that, Garrett. That's, yes. Uh, Scott, oh, Jacoby, Scott Jacoby is uh, this dude's half-brother. Oh. Robert Jane is Scott Jacoby's half-brother. Okay. So wow. you guys, you nailed it. All right. Well, that's a wow. very exciting. That's the, that's the type of thing you come to Never Not Funny for. Uninteresting <laughs> trivia. Boy, oh boy. We're, we're four people deep into... Uh, nobody gives a shit about Scott Jacoby, and we're four deep into this thing. Hey, there's here's a story about a guy that once had a sandwich next to Scott Jacoby. <laughs> it's probably not breaking news. Oh, Scott, oh, Scott Jacoby? Scott Jacoby, my, my, my uncle used to work with his sister. I'm listening. This uh, years ago years ago of course of course years ago um this all came up because i made a bad jacoby and myers joke remember that that's that's what brought us down this path so i'll take the blame on this on the world wide web when people want to attack us for this program uh bill i hope that that conversation doesn't get you fired from this cartoon program ah, whatever <laughs> okay i <laughs> uh, guarantee do you have a guess on the uh the the, the credits question uh yeah i feel like Post credits is a relatively new phenomenon for television. Uh, so I'm going to go with the show that's traditionally uh, yellow credits and say it's The Mandalorian. Ooh. Oh, mm. The Mandalorian. Boy, yeah, you're, going very current. you're going very current. Very current. That's a, that's a good Yeah, because I honestly don't think post credits are a thing on TV. Not, like Outside of like next time on whatever. But again, the Goldbergs do it every episode. Yeah, that's a but that's a newer show, though, right? I feel like yeah, there I were shows. Five years yeah, old. I, I can't I think of another show. Yeah, we'll find out. We will. Well, we'll find out, right? We'll get an answer on this one specifically. Let's check in with the lazy skeptic. He's there in Palms, California, holding on to the, uh, things at Video Village. Mm -hmm. uh, Elliot, anything happening in Palms, California that we can share with Bill? Left now, Bill doesn't know that uh, about you managing an apartment complex. Tell sure. Bill a little bit about yourself, Elliot. <laughs> 
well, Bill, I manage an apartment complex. I yeah. play board games, and I and I did very well on the PSATs in junior high school. <laughs> Those are the three requirements to be my friend. Hey, we're, a new friend. That's awesome. I didn't realize that Jimmy, that Jimmy also did those three things. He does all three. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I did want to say. Uh, uh, so when uh, when Jen Welch was on the show, as as we closed out, I made a very strong claim that there was Wegmans in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. Off the air, we we uh, corrected, but I wanted to make sure for the listener to say on the air, Wegmans has not come to Los Angeles. I don't know. And Jimmy supported me on that, and and maybe it was my uh, st- uh, strongly worded sentence, but uh, that is it is not the case. And I wanted to the be on the record. Chain, you mean? The grocery store yes, chain yeah. Wegmans. Yeah. Uh, I. I I thought for sure that uh, they were here, but I don't know what I was thinking. Elliot, I will tell you this: that if I was at if I was in the seat across from Jimmy Kimmel, and that was the question for one million dollars, I would have cockily called my dad like that guy with the Nixon question and said, "I'm just calling to tell you I'm about to win a million dollars." Wegman's final answer. I would I would have one hundred percent thought like I I swear to God I have an image of me driving past it on La Brea like I literally. So when you said that, I was all in on it. Yeah, it 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 feels true. There's there's that other one that starts with an L that I can't pick, I can't pull right now. That that is on La Brea over there. Oh, that I, I think know, is yeah. what I mixed it up with. Um, and I don't know where they're from, but I want to say they're an East Coast grocery store. They're from right. somewhere now, Bill, else. Bill, you you travel in, uh, around the country and you visit all the grocery store chains. Yeah. What's your favorite <laughs> of the grocery store chains? Well, I think the L one you're referring to is Loblaws. Is that what it is? It, I don't believe it is Loblaws. Is no, it Loblaws? I don't that think it was so. a popular chain for a while. Blah, blah, blah. I, um, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, I like them all, Jimmy. I can't pick favorites. I mean, you okay. know, pick and save right. is fun because you get to do You do both. You know, you pick, you pick. save. Everyone wins. both options. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I got a coffee. Oh, OK, guys. I'm all right. You're Bill, all right? I'm OK. Bill, oh, I'm OK. God. That was God. scary. God. Right. <laughs> So whenever I say pick and save, you call. Pick <coughs> no. and save. Don't, don't That's do why it, we Jimmy. wouldn't have you on the show since I saw oh you in Rosemont. I can't. <laughs> it's, it's the worst coughing jag I ever had is when you were like, I got to get out of here. I got to get the pick and save. And I started coughing like crazy. <laughs> Matt remembers I got on the plane. People thought I had TB. <laughs> oh, I got to take a little sip. I won't say pick and save anymore. <laughs> oh, sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> sorry. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Good God. Why would oh. I say pick and save knowing what it does to you? Oh, my God. That's horrible. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, my God. Lassen's. Okay. Lassen's now. Lassen's. Uh, which I don't know where they're from, actually. It's not Southern California. It's from somewhere else, I think. Because I, I didn't see them before like five years ago or what have you. Uh, all right. Well, give us yeah, give us your guess here, Elliot, if you would, please. All right. So I also was trying to figure out what shows have post-credit scenes. And there aren't very many. Um but there is one that I thought of that also, I believe, has yellow titles sometimes in yellow credits, which is The Simpsons. Yeah, that was my guess, too. Uh, but I didn't write that down because I thought it was uh, I wrong. I thought it was too easy. That was the yeah. first that's, thing that's I what thought I'm saying. of. I thought of that because they do. Yeah, because I could picture the yellow credits. But I, again, I was like, if, I, if, if that's true and I haven't known that for the last 30 years, then what the hell's going on in the world? Uh, but, but I don't see why, because it's not like, because like in a movie, if yeah. you have a post-credit scene, you want, you 100% want to know, mm-hmm. because otherwise you're going to miss something that could be fun or interesting. Yeah. And the same's true of The Simpsons, I guess, but because it's a television show, I don't think it's as critical. It's going to run in reruns, or you might have DVR'd it. Yeah. And, and I tend to watch all the way to the end anyway, because 
you know, sometimes they'll do a funny thing with the music or whatever. So, yeah. or even just the, in the credits themselves, they might've written something. So that's why I think I wouldn't have noticed. Yeah. All right. Well, Matt Belknap, what is your guess then? Uh, well, I was thinking along the same lines as Garen. And honestly, if I had thought of the Mandalorian, I probably would have put that instead. But, uh, in Hollywood these days, Jimmy, there's one studio that's the king of the post credit sequence, and that's Marvel. So I'm saying WandaVision. Oh boy, WandaVision. Which I more than it's they they only had like maybe three episodes with of the nine I think that had post credits, and mm-hmm. at least one of them I didn't realize that I had missed the credit the the, mm-hmm. the post thing and had to go back and watch it because they they actually did a thing where they had a mid they do mid credits so there's there's the the main like big name credits and then a, a scene and then the lower line like scrolling credits and then a scene there too and uh so i had to go back and and see what what the heck was going on at the very I end should. and and if i can jump in on that matt one of the things that i would do when i was watching the episodes is when the episode is over i would look and see how much episode is left yeah but they do a thing where very nicely and as they should all of the translations get their credits and yes. that's like four minutes it's seriously every credit thing for that show was like eight minutes long so i would just bail on it it's like i'm not gonna watch all that just to see if there's maybe something so i just wait and find out someone would eventually say that it was there was a scene to watch um all right wandavision now uh, it, ordinarily i would go to our guest next to get their answer i, I always go last as the host of the show but I, uh there's no doubt in my mind that bill probably knows this mm-hmm. uh so i'm gonna go with uh I, I, my initial thought was uh, simpsons uh, but I, uh, I'm rolling the dice. And I'm going to say friends. I'm going to go with friends huh. uh, for reasons I can't, I can't <laughs> back up in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah, huh. gotta so, go with your gut. Uh, let's check in with Bill Leff. He's there in the uh, Chicago land area. Uh, Bill, uh, what is your answer on this uh, this week's Oliver's trivia question? Well, I don't want to be overconfident, Jimmy, but I do think I know this. Uh, years ago, I coined a phrase that has caught on with some friends. Um, I always call that the bonus laugh. So all the credits are done. You think everything's over, but your funnier shows will give you just that little 30 second, 40 second bonus laugh. And no show did it better than my pick. Brideshead Revisited. (laughs) (laughs) Idiot. Idiots. Um, I don't usually ask what the bets are uh, this soon, uh, Bill. What did you wager? Just out of curiosity. 24. Wait, 24 out of 25. Nice, safe, oh nice, safe Being bet. You don't want to go all the way in. Yeah. No. Good call. No. Uh, all right, listen, let's get the answer then. Uh, we'll find out. Here it is. The actual answer. Aha! We do have a winner. Uh huh. Okay. And this will surprise everybody. It is Bill Leff. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm, no, it's not a surprise. I mean, obviously, he's the, the most knowledgeable of us all. Uh, I'm, you know what, Elliot, I'm once again, you are going to yell at me once again for not going with my gut. It is the Simpsons. It hey. Is the Simpsons. And I, I never a go a with roll. my freaking gut. This is ridiculous now. I keep Sick trying to tell shit. you, look, we haven't known each other that long, Jimmy, but in the years that I have known you, whenever you say I should have gone with your gut, it's, you should have gone with your gut. I, uh, and it's almost every single time. Yes, it is. Why do you think I'm doing this show? If I if I went with my first instinct, I would be bigger than this. <laughs> That's got to be insulting to everybody involved. I didn't mean it that way. There's no skin off my nose. No. I'm fine. Uh, all right. Let's find out what everybody bet. Uh, Garen, what'd you bet? Uh, I bet 15. 15. Matt, you went with? 14. 14. I went with 21. Blackjack. Wow. 
Uh, and then Elliot, uh, just uh, so that we know, what did you bet? 15 for you as well. All right, yes, sir. But you uh, you got it right, so you win the dough. Wow. Congratulations to Thank Elliot you. Hochberg. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back. We'll do a few more minutes. Hey, we'll do that. Uh, we'll do that. Uh, that bonus. Bonus last. We'll come back <laughs> right after this. Hey, guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Bill Leff is on Twitter at Bill Wendy Show. That is the uh, handle for the uh, Bill and Wendy show that's on WLSAM. You can uh, find it at WLSAM.com or uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts. It's a weekly podcast now, no longer over the air. So uh, check out the Bill and Wendy show. But more importantly, check out Tune In With Me on MeTV, 7 a.m. Eastern and Pacific and 6 a.m. Central and Mountain. Uh, it's uh, it's it's You hear Bill talking about it on the show. It sounds uh, like a dream job for him and like a super fun way to start your day watching cartoons with bill so uh please check that out uh at, on me tv and uh jimmy pardo can be checked out at flapperscomedy.com he's doing his monthly show uh in the zoom room at flappers on march 19th that's this friday 7 p.m pacific time uh please go to flapperscomedy.com to get tickets for that you could be anywhere in the world and you can uh, watch Jimmy do comedy in the Zoom room, maybe request a bit, uh, have some crowd work done with you. It's all happening at flapperscomedy.com. So check that out. Don't forget Jimmy's records and tapes every Tuesday on our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash never not funny. Subscribe, click the bell, leave a review, give a thumbs up, all the good stuff. Please share it if you uh, want to share it with someone else who likes uh, classic rock and enjoy. Guys, Shopify is something that's very, very dear and important to me, and you know that. You know that. And Matt, you're laughing because you know that I don't stop talking about Shopify off the air. It's really, it's it's weird. It's like your new obsession. Like, you used to talk about, you know, Journey and Kiss all the time. Now it's just Shopify this, Shopify that. I know, and I, all I can do is apologize, but I'll tell you why. It's because whether you're selling scented soaps or uh, offering outdoor outfits... The SSS or the OOO, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, which I learned stands for point of sale, that's, not the other thing that I've been saying. <laughs> right. That's a, When you go on and on about Shopify, you sound, you sounded a little foolish because you were raving about, and then people would say, well, why, why is he talking about POS? Like, what? That's yeah. A, they didn't know either, and you didn't know how to tell them. Uh, well, no, because I was on the wrong side of history on that as well. Yeah. But point of sale is what POS stands for when we're talking Shopify. I'm excited because we've set up our own Shopify account to uh, handle our uh, our perks. You know, we were sending out uh, T-shirts and, and yearbooks to our subscribers, and uh, it's so easy. It's great. I get to, you know, assign roles to different people. Like our, our, our web guy, Jeff, is he's an admin in there now, and I, I just it was so easy to set him up. And then I set up our T-shirt guy. He's got an account in there he can log in he can do what he needs to do to get our shipping done it's awesome um i've been kept out of the loop on that uh because um you're kind <laughs> yeah well, as much as you rave about it you don't want to know about i don't want to know i don't want to know how the sausage is made i just no. want to see the uh the, the results right that's what i want and, and also i don't know if illegally i can get away with this but it's so easy to shopify well, because Come you were on. off key, I think we're legally safe. I think I was on key for the, what I was doing. <laughs> we all knew what it was. Uh, you know, I'm not doing karaoke to a backing track. <laughs> it was on whatever key I was at. Uh, sign up for $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com slash Pardo. Shopify, a better way to sell. 
Uh, listen, this is you. You know this, uh, Belknap and and Hochberg and myself. We love the Factor meals. In fact, Garen Cockrell's gotten on board with the Factor recently. Yeah, he's into it. I we, mean, who wouldn't like it? And once you try it, you go, "Hey, this is good stuff." Once you Factor, you can't go back there. Yeah, it's like that old Yo Gabba Gabba song. Try it, you'll like it. I never was on board with Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> And nothing has changed as I've gotten older. Yeah, in the, in the imagine, sixteen years since I've watched it, I've not gotten on board. I imagine it do, doesn't age well. It was very of the moment and very. I think it was hipster. very of the pre-me. Like I think it was hipster even prior to me. What? Like before I had a kid. It, it, oh yeah, it, it sure. was prior to Oliver's. Where I don't. I don't know if it's even still around. I hope not. We don't have time to talk about it. <laughs> what's no, going on? With we're here to talk about Factor. Yeah. Although you know what. Pop a factor into the microwave. Two minutes later, this baby's ready. Uh, you sit down. Watch some Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> sure. Enjoy your factor. Yeah. Right? Get in there. Get the wiggles out. That's somebody else, right? No, that, oh, no that's them. Get your sillies out. Get your sillies out. Yeah. Wiggles are another kid's thing. Yeah. And those guys, I got no, I got no truck with those guys. Good. Uh, they've got over 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Various different, you know, look, if you want chicken, they got chicken. You want a beef thing, they got beef thing. You want to bump up to a to a gourmet meal, they got mm. filet mignon. Mm. They've got, uh, they, they had lobster the other day. Oh, my God. Oh, they got all, this, all sorts of things over that. there. They got delicious things over there. Head to factormeals.com slash pardo50. Use code pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That is code PARDO50 at factormeals.com slash PARDO50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor, good food, fast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2805. Bill Leff is our guest. Bill's taking time away from hosting a, a adult uh, a cartoon program uh, on MeTV that uh, comes on at uh, four in the morning, depending where you're at, I think. Uh, Bill, going back to what you and I grew up watching with Ray Rayner, he was live uh, yeah. Do you do the program live? Do you have to get up uh, like an early radio gig to do this or do you tape it in advance? Are you allowed to no, even say we're t- I'm not allowed to say, but I can tell you uh, we tape them about three weeks in advance. Oh, wow, so far in advance. I would love to do them live and maybe in the future. That's an idea. But um, now for now, the show's being done uh, in advance. But wouldn't that bite you in the ass? Because I remember that one time you were doing a pre-tape and you did a whole thing about how great the Twin Towers were. And then before you knew it, 9-11 came and you guys couldn't hear that episode. Right. They shelved that episode. OK. Uh, yeah, we learned a lot that day, didn't we, Jimmy? Uh, we, we, we sure did. We knew that uh, we got to be strong. We got to put flags yeah. on our cars for two weeks. That's what I yes. learned uh, from, uh, from <laughs> yep. that. God. Yep. So true. That's what it was. Everybody put a flag on their car. Then we went right back to hating each other a week and a half later. It was uh, uh, the weirdest thing. Game changer. It was a game changer. (laughs) It was. Um, uh, Matt Belknap, now you watched the Grammys last night. Uh, Anything else going on to to share with with Bill Leff? Oh, uh, no. Although I do feel the same way he does about uh, the, um, the pandemic being kind of a nice uh, year-long vacation where you just get to hang out a little bit more and uh, so I'm definitely with him on that front uh, it's not Matt what's happening there in Burbank California as, uh, as far as going back to school goes Are, is there chatter of that happening there very much is yeah they're they're gonna try to do it uh, within the next uh, few weeks it's good really yeah they're targeting uh, basically March 31st uh, and how do your kids feel about it? Are they excited about going back? Or are they are 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 you uh, are you guys resisting it? Where are you at? They're not they're not excited uh, outwardly. I think uh, they're not against it. Um, we're feeling like it's the, the the way they're doing it is very like low impact. It's like this they're still going to do their classes the same way. 
uh, in the morning and, and early afternoon on, on Zoom. And then two days a week, this is for Charlie, at least for elementary, he's going to go back in the afternoon for like uh, an hour or two. So it's like, I mean, to me, it's just like great that they can get a little social interaction. Yes. That's yeah. the main thing that I think is missing. Uh, so that, I think that'll be great. And then, you know, obviously it's nice to, for the teacher to be there to, to give them any kind of in-person instruction that they might need. But yeah. it's, it's more about, I think, uh, getting back uh, in the same general vicinity as other kids in a safe way. So that that's, I think, going to be, I don't think Charlie never necessarily realizes how much he needs that, but I think once it's happening, I think it'll be um, really amazing for him. Uh, Zoe, it's like sort of, it's again, it's not like full time and it's, 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 uh, it's going to be pretty straightforward and, and like low, low key, but they might be doing some PE. So like getting outside and running around, which I think also is good. Although she's been playing basketball in the, in the back. So I heard you guys got a brand new basketball. That's what I learned <laughs> on Facebook. Did. We did. Yeah. Very exciting. Uh, that's for Charlie. That, that was prompted by Charlie needing a, a clean, nice looking basketball for his, uh, they're doing like a virtual musical review, uh, where everybody records their stuff separately and then they edit it all together. And he's doing a number from a high school musical, uh, and they needed a basketball, uh, because as you know, being a big fan of high school musical, Jimmy, that, uh, that Troy is a basketball player. He's got to get his head in the game. And, uh, so yeah, they wanted to, they wanted to have him like bouncing a ball around in his little thing. I see. Yeah. Uh, I have not seen one second of High School Musical. As a guy that loves musicals, would I like that? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You Bill might... Left's face says otherwise. <laughs> Bill Left it seemed like he was going to say yes. Yeah, actually, your kids, your daughters were probably the exact age that that was targeted at when it first came out. Is that right? They were so crazy about that movie. And then I did a parade every year in Chicago. They do this parade, you know, the start of Christmas parade. And I was in the parade. And in the next float was one of the stars of it, Justin Blue, I think is his name. Does that sound familiar? And they were so excited to meet him. But the closer they got to him, the more afraid they were to talk to him. (laughs) So it was it was fun to watch them get so excited to see him and then just cower. (laughs) Bill, as a kid that grew up in Chicago, you're watching the parade on television. Now you're in the parade. Is that exciting or uh, are you or are you the float that goes past where everybody goes? I don't know. Well, it's one of those things where Chicago really only has a handful of celebrities. And if Oprah's not doing anything and Michael Jordan's not doing anything, <laughs> it drops off very quickly. Right. You know, uh, Jeremy Piven will do anything you want for four dollars. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's always there. But okay. then the rest, it, it trickles down pretty quick after that. All right. Uh, and so people are excited to see you. They're thrilled that, uh, that you're yeah. there. Yeah, sure. What a joy. When's the last parade you did? Uh, Because I I know you love a parade. (laughs) Uh, The last few years have been parade free, Jimmy. I'm proud to say I made a New Year's resolution. No more parades. And I've stuck to it. Wow. Good for you. You know what? Uh, That's a strong conviction. A lot of people got to make a stand. I don't know if I could have been as strong as you. Well, you do what you can. I know it. Uh, Of course, Matt, you know, my first question, if they call me to be part of parade, what's my first question, Matt? Any guesses? Uh, How many trombones? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And if it's anything less than 76, I'm out. Yeah. But wait, you well, forgot the big parade. You forgot right, one part. You, you forgot one part, though. But you you have one question. But before you get to the, the one question, you have one statement. 
when they ask you, do you want to be in a parade? What's the I parade? love a parade. Yes. Okay. <laughs> of course. So I love a parade. Get that, get that quick, out of the way. But follow up before I agree to this. How many trombones are we looking at? 77. There's 77 trombones. 77? Yep. Too noisy. You got to can't have I got to have 76 is the right number. Please cut one of those guys loose. Cut them loose. Did you ever notice, Jimmy, that there's no difference in the people sitting and watching the parade than there is the people walking past? You know, <laughs> sometimes like the turn of the roses parade. That's impressive because they've made a bunch of things out of roses. But most parades, like they do one here in Evanston every year on the 4th of July, and it's people sitting on the curve and waving, waving, and then other people are just walking past and waving back. And there's no <laughs> difference between them at all. Right. <laughs> hey, it's the guy from the cookie store. <laughs> right. Yay. Hey, there he is. I'll see you tomorrow when I come in, Don. I think that's it. Uh, same deal. Like w w there's one there uh, not too far here in Westchester where Oliver goes to school and the school would have a little float or a little thing. And it's just eight kids walking past. And like, oh, there he is. There's Tony. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know what? All that said, all the shit I'm doing on it. I still love a parade. I love sure. it. Yeah, I love it. I don't like that. I, uh, I'm, I'm not. It doesn't sit well with me that Bill dodged the question about uh, high school musical. Will Jimmy oh. like high school musical? I've only seen there were four of them, right? There's I've only three. seen the I first there's, one. There's three. Oh, three of them. Yeah. I only saw the first one, and that was plenty for me. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but but do you love musicals, Bill? I don't know this about you. Are are you a musical guy? Not. To, I know that you have a, an incredible devotion to Hamilton. How many times have you seen that now? Uh, what am I at? Four. I think I've seen it. Four. Five. Four. Oh five, wow. Four. Five. Wow. Four. What are you at, Matt? S I think I'm at five. I'm at four. Wow. Then. I'm one behind Matt. Four. Four yeah, different cities. The, oh, is that oh, right? Wow. Yeah. What about the movie version? Have you seen the movie version sure, also? Of course. Well, I saw I saw the the uh, uh, videotaped uh, the filmed uh, stage version. I don't call it a yeah. movie. And yeah. infuriates yeah. me that they call it a movie. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't love Hamilton. It sounds like you're not on board. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you're still seen waiting. Really? I signed up for the COVID booster shot and the Hamilton tickets, and I'm going to see them at the same. I'm going to get it the shot during Hamilton. Nice. Right. Oh boy, that'll be nice. Right. Right yeah. in the middle of uh, one of the <laughs> right when happening maybe right when Burr shoots uh, Hamilton, you get shot. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right. The yeah. bullet flies, and the next thing you know, it turns into a syringe. Yep. One of the back left in the in the. Uh, Do you think one of the background dancers will bring the needle over <laughs> yes. to him? Like, <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> I, I like the idea that in Chicago and Bill, I don't know if they're doing this in uh, uh, in Evanston or not, uh, that they're doing the uh, the shot in the neck. Is that happening or oh, are they doing no, we don't have that. No. OK. Uh oh, -uh. because I did. Why would you do that. that? I don't know. My that's how my dad said they did it out in the uh, the western suburbs that they, they gave the shot right in the neck. And uh, hmm. I just took him at his word. So we'll, so we'll no. find out. You know, I'm <laughs> deathly afraid of needles, right? I, I don't with so much so you don't even want to be on camera talking about it. <laughs> I'm trying to be an honest. Hold uh, on, Bill, my phone is losing its uh, battery charge. Hold on. Oh shoot! Oh. That's all right. Well, uh, tell us about your fear of needles, and then we'll get out of here. There, are we back? No, no, no sir. There we are. Yeah. Hi, Bill. Hey, is that better? Yes. Uh, well, you can't hear us, but yes. Uh oh. Hold on. Wait. Can I'll you hear us back. now? No, no. We're we're good. We're no, good. Bill, we can hear you. We can hear and see you. He can't hear us though. Bill? Hold on. Oh, okay. There's a, let's see, what do we got there? We got some. Uh, Is that better? Yeah. We're, can uh, you hear us? Sure. Can you yeah. hear us? Now everything's good. All right. We're All back. Right. So you have a fear of needles. I am deathly afraid of needles and it affects different people different ways. One of my friends who has the same problem, he just passes out when he sees a needle, he passes out. I get very violent 
Really? Yeah. So uh, not the last shot I had, but a few shots ago, a doctor came at me. I needed a physical for work and he pulls out the needle and I said, I'm not going to do the needle. And he goes, oh, it's part of the physical. You have to. And I said to him, and you know me, Jimmy, I'm not a violent person. But I said, if you don't put the needle away, only one of us is going to walk out of the room. (laughs) (laughs) And then the nurse explained to me that I was no longer uh, a patient of his. (laughs) (laughs) So whatever they were going to give you a shot of, you did not get that shot? No, I did not. Wow. Yeah. But 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 you're not not an anti-vaxxer. Nope. I'm okay. pro-vax. You're pro-vax. You just don't so like how it. do you get vaxxed? Yeah, how do you get vaxxed? I, I just wait for them to come up with a chewable, like a tablet or something. <laughs> okay. Like whatever it is. Like when Terry and I were engaged to be married, I waited till they changed the law in Illinois because you used to need a blood test to get a marriage license. And I waited. It was an extra eight months. I knew they were changing the law. So I waited until the law was changed. And then we got our marriage license. <laughs> wow. You're that afraid of it. You can't deal yeah. with it for even a second. No. It it. Dry, it it makes me hot and cold at the same time. I wow. start vibrating. I, I have a suggestion that may yeah. work. I'm not 100% certain of this, but it's an idea I have. What is it? So in addition to doctors, yeah, veterinarians and dentists are also administering the vaccination. Now, I'm not going to suggest you go to a veterinarian. I don't think that will help you with this. But maybe if you go to a dentist, they can put you under with gas. Oh, Bill, your wow. thoughts That's on that? That's interesting. Huh. I would do that. Huh. I would definitely do that. I would look into that. Now, yeah. when it, but, but, but when it's your turn to get the vaccine, Bill, you're not going to turn it down. You got you got to get this. Thing. Right. I signed up for it today. Oh, uh, congratulations. I did Good, sign up uh, today. I wish you luck on that. <laughs> I like but, the but idea. I mean, ask, ask your dentist if they're going to be administering it. Maybe you can set it up ahead of time. Now, here's something weird about that. I can get a shot like, you know how they'll sometimes numb you if sure. you have to do dental work. I'm fine with a shot in the mouth. I just can't do it in my arm oh, like any my. other part of my body. Well, th- wow. but that's that's a solution, man. Just get it in your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Great idea. If they'll do it, I would do that. Wow. Because the gum is so much more sensitive than the mm-hmm. arm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. It doesn't make sense. No, it Do you think not. you need to get one of those pediatricians that does like a weird magic trick? <laughs> it's like with an airplane. It's like, It's already done, Bill. I would try that. Just the distraction elements. Yeah. I would love yeah. that. Yeah. Look over uh, here. Then gink. I feel like you're <laughs> just going to have to, they're going to have to strap you down like Bruce Banner and just like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, just basically. Oh, it gets crazy when I need a shot. Wow. It's really, yeah, it's awful. Yikes. Boy, oh boy, I, I do it. You know, fuck, fuck. No, I'm a heroin addict, so I'm not afraid of I know. at all. So <laughs> you need the needles. Oh, I need it. Yeah. Uh, part of the fun. I need, I need the needles. You know I do. <laughs> um, all right, listen, Bill Leff has been our guest. Bill's got the TV show called uh, Watching Tunes with Me and My Buddies or whatever it's called. Tune in with me. It's on MeTV. He's also got the uh, the Bill and Wendy show, which you can get over there if you follow it on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Bill, of course, was a longtime radio personality in the uh, Chicagoland area, and uh, at least he's still producing content. on I, Daily, you and Wendy are doing this? Once a week. Once a week, right? Yeah. That's plenty. So yeah. That's all we need to you, too. Yeah. Uh, every day seemed to be a, a lot, right? Oh, banana splits again. Like, I get it. We were doing more, and our fans actually said, let's uh, let's ease up on this a little really? bit. Really? Yeah. It, it was their choice. Yeah, they were the ones who came to us and said, well, why don't we cut this back to once a week? Well, once a year, even. Let's try oh, wow. one a year and see how that goes. Do a little anniversary show each year. Not a bad idea. Yeah. But, uh, and, and is Wendy back on radio there in, uh, in Chicago? Not yet. 
we're hopeful, but nothing yet. All right. Well, you guys are great together. If you get an oh, opportunity, to listen to the Bill and Wendy show. They are terrific. Uh, and uh, now that I know that it's on nationwide and Bill, when is that? When it, I, I've been screwing around, what time does that thing actually come on? In on the two coasts, on the West Coast and the East Coast, we start at 7 a.m. Okay. It's a 7 to 8 o'clock uh, show. Uh, in the middle of the country, it's 6 to 7 a.m. Okay, so there you have it. You guys heard your, uh, you heard, you got your marching orders. You got your time to be there. Uh, tune in with me with Bill Leff, and uh, some, it sounds like a lot of very talented people. It's a blast. Uh, it's so much fun. I can't wait to watch it now. I, again, I literally was just ignorant. I thought it was not uh, airing nationally, so I can't wait to watch it. And uh, with Oliver, I'm going to watch it tomorrow morning. Oh, good. All right. Be I hope you like it. I, uh, there's no reason why I won't. It's got everything that I like. You. <laughs> I was going to say everything I like. I don't like cartoons, so I don't know why. Nope. I, 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 I'm going to say anything. Yeah, dancing like girls. It's got monkeys. Uh, okay. There's High Lie. Do you like High Lie? Oh, I love High Lie. I yeah, love it, especially in a crossword puzzle. I love it. Uh, all right, Bill Leff has been our guest. Uh, Bill, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, everybody. Good luck. All right, don't run away. We'll talk to you off the air. Uh, all, right, all right, stay safe, everybody. Wear your mask. Quit effing around. This isn't uh, Elliot going to the supermarket. Uh, Wear your masks. <laughs> Let's do this thing. Let's end this. Enough's enough. On behalf of the Pop Culture Reason, there he is, the Tri-Corners of the Valley. There's never enough funny weather. That's, that's Garen Cockrell. At Video Village in Palms, California, that's the Lazy Skeptic, Elliot Hochberg. Holding down the fort at Never Not Funny headquarters in Sherman Oaks, California. That's the Honcho Matt Belknap. My, uh, one of my longest friends, longest term friends. Old, I don't like saying oldest friends, but I can't come up with another. Uh, one of my oldest friends in the world, the, the, the wonderful Bill Leff. I am Jimmy Pardo. We will see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. Love Never Not Funny? For two bonus episodes a week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hochberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2021 Never Not Funny, LLC.